Couch Potatoes, Gamers, Metalheads, we are back with another Friday Night Live. It's night. I got a very, very special guest. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys to go ahead and put on your earmuffs if you guys are sensitive because uh, my guest is Tony Polanco, and he doesn't have very many nice things to say to you. But that's not exactly the reason I have him here. I have him here because I want to make sure, am I saying Tony Polanco right? Am I saying your name right? I'm going to say, okay, first of all, Mike, thank you for having me on. This is a big honor for me. You're like one of my favorite YouTubers, like just of any genre, like you're great. So I'm, I'm really glad, um, you know, we're able to collaborate like this. Um, but yes, a lot of people get my last name wrong. You got it right the first time. Okay. So thank well, you that's for good. That. Yeah. yeah I think people go I'm like, right. what the fuck? But I should wait. Should I like wait two minutes until I start cursing for YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason that this channel i don't really uh worry about the algorithm or anything like that yeah so if they if they feel like they have to uh, demonetize a video because i said fuck in the first two minutes well then hey there we go so yeah, anyway so <laughs> um i actually found you uh you followed me on twitter about i don't know six months ago and i was like oh wow i remember reading this guy's articles in pc mag because when i was looking to uh, actually make the change from console gaming to pc gaming I was looking for lots of advice, you know, because I was like, it's a big commitment. You know, I never yeah. really had messed around with keyboard and mouse and all that stuff. But I was like, but you know what? You can do everything from a controller now. This is great. And it was some of your articles on PC Mag. Are you still writing for PC Mag? No, I I was freelancing for them for a couple of years. And now I'm a full-time writer for Tom's Guide, uh, yeah. where I basically uh, review uh like I just completely switched over from gaming. I do some gaming, but I review desktops, laptops, all that stuff. But it's funny you mentioned that because that's how I was originally. I was always a console guy, right? Um, and then when I started making like decent money uh, freelance, I'm like, hey, maybe I should try this PC stuff because I've always been into graphics, right? So mm -hmm. I, I built my first, well, I didn't build it. I just went to a micro center, had them build it for me. So, and I was like, yo, this is dope. And then around that time, I started writing for, pc mag and it's like okay we only we mostly focus on pc games so that's how i got into it but i'm like you man like i like my controller and even i, I don't play in front of my like monitors and stuff i play it on my tv like my t my pc is plugged into my tv so i just basically replicate the console experience i don't like my, this right here where i'm at right now this is where i work or podcast i don't want to game in front of my my set up here you know like i right. want to distinction again if, if you guys can't tell i'm from new york you can't tell by the accent i i live in a very small apartment so it's like okay this spot's the my my bedroom this spot's the living room and it's the same fucking space you know basically um so i got to make those like mental distinctions you know right right no uh, i think i think back to my apartment days where uh, you know i have to worry about uh you know, kids or, or any of that stuff. But that's, 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 that's no fun. Nobody wants to hear about that stuff. But uh, so Tom's guide. So if I basically, if I want to know how to like hard reset my iPhone, that's where I go. Right. Cause I know yeah, whenever, yeah. I, whenever you Google that, that's what pops up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. And you know, like that's the phone team to handle all that stuff. But yeah, if you want to know all that fun stuff, you go to Tom's guide, we got you covered. Uh, we also do like house cleaning tips and stuff, which is kind of interesting. Like that was something new we brought in, like when I, kind of joined and we also do some fitness stuff just kind of we're just guiding you for everything but me i just stick to the nerdy pc stuff right right so tony sounds like a sopranos character to me great accent yeah that's just the way I talk, man. I can't help it. Uh, you know, I, I've been living in New York since 1987. I came here from Dominican Republic in 1980. So, like, this is just how I talk, bro. <laughs> you know? No, love it. Love it. Uh, here's a question I got for you. Now, yeah. I want to know, because I feel like this conversation is going to head this way eventually. Mm -hmm. 
what is your favorite video game of all time and why is it mass effect <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i talk about mass effect probably the most but my single favorite game of all time is actually metal gear solid 3 Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah, and I can explain that because that that was like the first game. This is going to sound weird, but it was the first game where I was like, this is the greatest movie I've ever played. You know, it just felt like I, like I was in a movie, but I was interacting with it. But obviously, Mass Effect 2, oh my God. Like, that is like the greatest like season of a sci-fi show, if you could imagine. Think about it like this, right? In, a, in, a, in any show, really, you have your main arc that goes through the entire season plus you have a bunch of little side stories in between right that's mass effect to a t mass effect 2 specifically you know but i remember yeah. being so yeah. excited counting down to the original mass effect because at the time i was like bioware was still automatic for me yeah. i think back to then i was i couldn't wait for that game to come out and then when it came out i was like Are you guys playing Bi mass effect and i was like i don't even know what you're talking about right now and like everyone i told about it they're like oh, okay i'll check it out and they were all like Holy hell, it's amazing. Why haven't I heard of this? Then it kind of started to slowly build up. It wasn't until I think two when it got like just massively popular amongst the masses. And I'm no pun intended there, but yeah, right. No, yeah, you're right about that. And it's funny about the first Mass Effect, right? Because I remember seeing all that hype. By the way, 2007, man, that was like the Cambrian explosion of gaming, right? right. We had Mass Effect uncharted bioshock assassin's creed modern warfare all these games all came out that uncharted all those games came out that year right but i remember the hype for it and i was like pissed because i didn't own an xbox i had i was a playstation guy but was, mm. you can't tell from the logo here right but i remember like oh i, I need to play this game I need to play this game and then when mass effect 2 was announced for playstation 3 i was like okay I need to play this game somehow. And one of my buddies had an Xbox. So I was like, yo, can I borrow Xbox? And I um, played Mass Effect. Mass Effect, the first one, was the Star Trek game I've always wanted, right? right? Like, because I'm like, dude, I've spent so much time in a Citadel just talking to aliens. I'm like, this is so cool. I I'm really living in this world, right? Um, and it's funny about the first Mass Effect game because I felt the controls were atrocious. Right. They, they were really bad. But the story, the characters, the setting was so compelling. I finished the whole thing in like two days. I'm like, this is fucking phenomenal, you know? And then obviously you play Mass Effect 2. The controls were a lot better. Um, it was interesting because it didn't have that grand scale scope or whatever of the first game. But like, I think the characters were a little bit stronger in that. And I'm like, this is everything I could have wanted. This is great. Um, and then, of course, we had Mass Effect 3. That was good up until, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think what Mass Effect 2 did better is it, it fixed yeah. the, the loyalty missions. It's like the first one, they felt like, okay, I'm just doing this to get the bonus item. Whereas the yeah. second one was like, I want to know more about these characters, you know. So, yeah, it was like a really, really well-written, like, Joss Whedon TV show or something where you had your main arc, but you had, like, the character of the week and you really kind of got that feel of okay this is what makes this character tick and i know more about them now so i think those little two missions were really and of course the replay value because you know had tried to make it through the suicide mission with everybody intact yeah so did, did, did you die did, did anybody die on you the first man, time the first time i played it like uh they could ever blank on her name right now uh the, the the love interest like she died my first time playing through wow. like, oh shit <laughs> Who Miranda? Miranda? Yeah, Miranda. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, it's funny about the suicide mission. I didn't know the characters could die because basically, if you do every single side quest in the game, everybody will live, right? And I'm always that dude. I always got to complete everything. So I played the game like this. Is awesome. I'm like, oh yeah. Who did you have dying? You're like nobody. I'm like yeah. You know, you know, you could have people die. So I purposely on like because I replayed the game a million times. I purposely went on my way to 
do everything wrong so everybody died in the end you know yeah. um but yeah it's cool it's funny to think about mass effect in retrospect like you get the illusion of choice it's not really a, a choice like everything kind of goes a certain way like there may be some variables that change within the actual game but the main story kind of sticks uh with its path but i like that illusion it, it was satisfying to me you know I, I i was okay with it uh but yeah man oh, such a great series like that is like on par with some like of the best sci-fi stories i've read like it, the world just feels so rich you know i told people i felt like that was the best sci-fi universe in star wars that i really was just like oh just invested in that like i wanted to like read books and stuff based off that was just so so good and then you know three kind of broke a lot of our hearts but you know yeah. what the first like 75 percent was legit you know i was like yeah hey, it was great i cured the genophage this is awesome i'm having a great time with this and the, the thing was is because I said that with, the, with the part two is that I did have some key characters dying. They're like, yeah, well, this, what happens in that game? You use your save file and yeah. it continues in part three. I was like, okay, so I got planned to replay it before three comes out so I can save as many characters <laughs> as I can. So yeah, I probably played part two through like six times, even as a, I even played as female chef a couple times. Yeah, I've done that too. Like, um, did you play the, the legendary edition? You know, I got it on Game Pass, haven't I? Because I was going to say if my kid wanted to play it. My kid has no interest in games of storyline yet. Oh. He's just like, he, just, he just wants to skip the storyline and get them play the game. And I was like, yeah, you're probably, probably too early for you. I'll stick with Zelda for now. Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, the reason I bring it up because I replayed it because I reviewed it. I think I did review that for PC Mag. And they fixed the controls of the first game. So it's a little bit more like the second one. But I was really floored. And this may be a little bit of a theme of what we may discuss tonight. Mm -hmm. Just how, like, how like basically you don't get games with stories this earnest anymore right mm -hmm. like there were nothing was played for laughs everything was very serious right like they got a little bit sillier more josh weed and stuff sprinkled into the other games but this one was just dead serious yeah. and i i kind of I, I don't know about you but i get this kind of pavlovian thing like after like maybe five minutes watching a movie i'm expecting a joke to drop i blame marvel <laughs> for that shit you know so like when this game isn't doing that i'm like oh Whoa, whoa, yeah, okay. no, no joke to break the tension. Yeah. 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 yeah God, like Marvel. they just let it happen. You man. know what's, what's worse about that? Now here's where we're going to start getting the grumpy old man stuff is because of the MCU success. Now every other franchise thinks they have to do that. Lord of the Rings is trying to do that. Uh, uh, Star Wars is trying to do that. It's like, guys, that's not, we don't watch Star Wars or Lord of the Rings to get Marvel. What are we doing? What are we yeah. doing? You know, oh, their success. You, you knew they were going to try to replicate them. So. Yeah. And it's again, I, it, I know I maybe I shouldn't, but I do blame Josh Whedon for this shit. Right. You know, it's no, like because everybody I know he didn't intentionally try to do this, but everybody's ripping off of him and it's just sprinkled up. It really got going, I think, with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's when that stuff really went into overdrive. I really like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, don't get me wrong, but it seemed after that the MC was like, let's just do more of that. And that's why they I everybody loves Thor Ragnarok. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> That, I'm like, I'm like, this is just Guardians of the Galaxy. What the fuck is this bullshit? You know, like, I, okay, say what you want about the first Thor, two Thor movies. They were not great. I will absolutely admit that. But at least they had their own, like, style. They had their own flavor, right? Ragnarok, like, when you had the beginning with the, with the dog Cerberus, it was just goofy. I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. And it just went downhill after that, man. Um, I and you're right. It's just, it's, but I yeah, can definitely see why people didn't yeah. like it. But here's the thing: yeah. it's like compare mm -hmm. Thor Ragnarok to what we got in Phase Four, and Thor Ragnarok's like the fucking Avengers now, <laughs> compared to yeah. Phase Four. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is funny you mention that because that's the way I feel about um, Episode One through Three of Star Wars. Right? I did okay. I've 
always liked the stories of those movies, but I will admit those were not good movies. The right. acting was terrible. But after the new movies, those seem like fucking masterpieces because they, at least they still felt like Star Wars. Right. I've you said know? that. It's like I, I, I can accept that the direction and maybe some of the casting was bad. You know, because I mean, yeah. look, love George the storyteller. He should have hired a director for sure. Yeah. But uh, but the thing with that was like after this after after Disney Wars, I'm like shit. I think they kind of validated the prequels. You know, <laughs> they really. <laughs> In have. fact, I haven't embraced the memes of the prequels at this point. I have such a good time with the memes of the prequels now. So yeah, no, I, I'm glad you bring it up because I've always felt when I was watching the first three episodes, I was like, I wish George Lucas at least hired a director for the people. You know, because like his cinematography, those movies, you could shut the volume off and follow it perfectly. It is just so well shot, right? It's just the acting's just clunky. But apparently he did that was done on purpose to kind of replicate the old like 1930 serials. Like, mm. listen, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> cool. No, <laughs> you know, because I remember when I first um watched um the the um, Episode nine, right? The the one of the only decent of these new movies, right? Even though it's just a retread of episode four, I was like, hey, the acting's good. This is nice, mm. you know. I, I appreciate that. I have my problems with episode nine. Don't get me wrong, but after, what came after that? That movie seemed decent too. You know that one. Um, what the hell was the name of it? The the episode nine. I, I'm Sky, Rise of Skywalker. It, I think it's that's the last one. Yeah, for, Force Awakens. That's the one. The Force um, Awakens I, was bearable, but it's bad in yeah, hindsight yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it's bad in hindsight now. And I still like Rogue One. I still yeah, like that too. movie. That was a good one. But after that, man, the Last Jedi. Okay, let me talk about Last Jedi. I saw it. I thought I was crazy. I was like, I got on Twitter I, ready to rip that movie apart, and everyone's like, "This is the best Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back." I'm like, "What the fuck did you guys watch? Holy shit! That was yeah. awful. That was awful." <laughs> I was like, they yeah. completely ruined Luke Skywalker. Nobody's like, oh, it's amazing. I'm like, what? But you know what? Here we are, what, five years later, and everyone acts like that movie's dog shit. Now I'm like, where the hell were you guys four years ago? Yeah. Who you know, it's funny you mentioned. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember, um, and this is, we talked about this beforehand, right? Before we went on air, I'm going to skirt some things. Certain people of a certain persuasion <laughs> love that movie, right? So I purposely didn't say much about it because i didn't want to get on their bad side yeah. so it's been only within the last year where i'm like you know what i don't care this movie's awful it's you know terrible. i remember dude I, I watched it i'm like am i crazy that this like is there something wrong with me i want to go see it a second time right and i was like no no this movie's just awful you know this I is watched just... it a second time with my kid and yeah here's the thing i don't want to influence him i don't want him to be that type where he has the same opinions i have so yeah, I that's good nothing about last jedi and I let him watch it, and he or about three fourths of it. He's like, I don't like this. And I'm like, why? What's the problem? He's like, This isn't Luke Skywalker. And I was like, This is a seven year old kid saying this. Wow. But that isn't Luke Skywalker. I'm like, If he can see it, I don't know what why everybody else is pretending that this was something amazing. I'm just I'm just so over deconstructing superheroes at this point. I'm just I'm, I'm over it. Deconstructing is lazy. Anybody, it's just like in life, right? It's it's hard to build things. It's easy to destroy, you know. So it's like you guys are just lazy now with this stuff. Build something, please. Something that's inspiring. And that's the problem with a lot of these movies now. It's like everything's deconstructed. Everything's just morose and just bleak. Like, what the hell happened to movies that inspire you? Watch something, you're like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Right. You know, you, you don't get that anymore, man. And I'll say this, and Mike, I had to bring this up as a prop, and you will love me for this, man. You know what movie kind of remind me? Go, oh, movies aren't were good. This fucking movie. Oh, yeah, Dune. of course. Hell yeah. Okay. 
So when, okay, I, I, full disclosure, I've never seen the original David Lynch one, right? Um, but I saw this, um, I was like, uh, you know, the previous, I'm like, damn, this looks fucking good. I better read this book, right? Read the book. I fucking love that novel. What right. a great novel. It may, it gave me that feeling of when I watched Star Wars for the first time, mm -hmm. this vast world, you know, just coming up to me. By the way, when I read that fucking book, I'm like, damn, Lucas, really? Yeah, you, you just ripped half the shit off. Yeah, my know? kid was—he was interested in watching the movie just because I want to know why the book's so important to you. And he's like, yeah. I'm, "I'm not going to read that right now." <laughs> but yeah, we watched well, it, and like the whole yeah. time he's like, "Hey, this is just like a Star Wars." Hey, this is just like a Star Wars. Like, yeah, this was written before Star Wars. He's like, "So they get sued?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I had yeah, the same feeling when I when I read um Princess of Mars. I'm like, Lucas, are are we kidding me right now, dude? Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, going back to Dune, again, when I was watching this movie, I, I had the same feeling. I'm waiting for the jokes. I'm waiting for the jokes. Right? None of that stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, I did a podcast for it, and one of my uh panelists, he was like, "Man, I love the special effects in Dune." I'm like, the movie had special effects. That's how right. good they were. Like you don't, they, they don't stand out. It's just I'm like, what, remember the days when you had CG and practical effects together and you couldn't tell the difference. Now it is yeah, just, like just Top CG. Gun Maverick. Top, yeah. That was like the, one of the first movies that's done it in a while. And I was like, man, I can't tell what's real and what's not. And that's great. That's what I want. I yeah, want exactly. Like yeah. So yeah. But going back to what we're saying, yeah, the MCU really ruined movies and it breaks my heart to say it because um, even though I was never like a like a big novel reader, I was an avid comic book reader. Same. I read yeah. thousands and thousands of comic books, Marvel specifically in DC as well. So, and I'm pretty sure you know this too. Growing up, you wish you could get proper good movies based on these characters, right? Like we had, like we had maybe one good superhero movie once a decade. You know, right. we we had Superman, the first one, which was great. Most of Superman two um batman even though batman was killing motherfuckers it was so good um, yeah, everybody, everybody clowns uh zach snyder for that i'm like dude go back and watch batman returns batman puts a dynamite down a guy's pants and smiles <laughs> like, yeah exactly you know, people all over the place in the keaton movies but but yeah but but so i remember and again we're like the same age so i remember i remember blade came out at the first like whoa this is yeah. fucking dope and then right after that we had the first x-men movie i'm like whoa Whoa, 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 was, whoa, 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 back up, back up, Tony. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Twitter told me that Black Panther was the first black superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, according to them. Um, I, by the way, I love Wesley Snipes' comeback with that. He was like, oh, really? Yeah. You know, but even he wasn't the first, right? We had Meteor Man. We had um, even Steel, <laughs> right? Um, Mantis on Fox, you know. Um, we had a... By the way, I, I love how people claim that like we're getting all this diverse stuff now. We had this stuff for decades. It's just these people don't understand that history didn't start like right. two years yeah. ago. No, they like, have this we had sports fans. It's like they try to pretend everything that happened before they were born didn't count. And I'm like, yeah, like you know, no, you're, 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 you're excluding thing. some of the greatest players to ever play the game because you weren't alive yet. That seems that like it bothers me. Choice. Yeah, man, I remember. This this was insane. This is article I believe it was on io9, right? Which is a fairly big um, sci-fi website, right? They had an article, and this was not a parody about how amazed the writer was over the diversity of the first Alien movie. It's like, oh my god, a strong a, a female lead, and there's black characters in this. I'm like, you you realize movies like this were commonplace for decades. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so it, it, it's it, it's frustrating as all hell. Um, 
I didn't even know what the hell I was going to say. Now I got flustered over that shit. Um, but but yeah, okay, going back. Okay. Love comic books. So I remember, okay, so we had Blade. I'm like, this is dope. Uh, the first X movie, which I, I first, I was like, they don't even got the costumes right. This is going to be whack. So I'm like, this is good. Then we had Spider-Man, right? The first yeah. Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, we just yeah. had three. Yeah, we just had three great superhero movies in a row. You felt the tide shifting. And what was the key? They were actually giving us the characters we knew from the comics. Yes, it wasn't 100% exactly the same one to one, but the characters, the, the you know, they were the same people we read, right? And we had this great rush of movies for like the 2000s. I know there was like a, a low point. It's funny how, okay, Blade, X Men, and Spider Man set it all off, right? All of their sequels were fucking awesome, right? And then the third entries were all trash. Yeah, right? and then Daredevil kind of was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I oh fucking love God. Daredevil, like the comic, the Frank Miller run yeah. on Daredevil is just amazing. So that's why when the Netflix series was going really good, I was like, yes, because they're following the Frank Miller model. You know, that's why they should do it. And that stuff that's coming out in Disney Plus, I'm telling you guys, it's not going to be the same. It's yeah, not they... be the same. They just recast uh, Vanessa, Vanessa, right? Uh, Vanessa Fisk, um, I believe. Like, I'm like, what are we doing? I know here, that they guys? aren't bringing Karen or Foggy back, and I'm like, man, I know that a lot of people had uh, hot takes about Foggy, but I'm like, Foggy's a huge character in the comic book, man. That's like, yeah, I'm not bringing Electra back. What's the point? You know? So, yeah, you know, you need Foggy. That's ridiculous. I, I'm really, I'm scared of what they're gonna do. But yeah, that first season of Daredevil. That was like one of the best seasons of any television show. Like, this is so good. Like you said, they captured the spirit of the Frank Miller comics, man. Um, <laughs> I love those, by the way. Th those are so good. I still, the, the scene I still remember vividly is um, when Daredevil goes into um, the Kingpin's vault and for like three pages, he's struggling to open this fucking door. He's like, you know, and Frank Miller just wonderfully describes like how the sinews is popping and everything, right? So he finally gets the door open a little bit goes into the vault he's exploring he hears like a thunderous heartbeat wasn't fist just throws the door open and we're like one motion daredevil goes in there he tries to fight him fist is just like slap him away i'm like whoa <laughs> oh so good so good yeah, denafio was great as kingpin man he's like it, like denafio is so good as kingpin that like seriously if i if i go and read a daredevil comic now and it's kingpin like i'm hearing denafio's voice in my head because he was so so good as that character so i'm glad he enjoyed it so much that he's been you know if you if you follow him on twitter he's he's yeah. been stomping to come back as that character for a while so i want to give that revival of the benefit of the doubt i'm just Disney Plus just seems to just fuck up everything I love. So <laughs> they really have, man. It, it, oh, it, it's so bad. By the way, it, again, talk about how people don't understand their history, right? About where somebody going, oh, you know, Wilson Fifty kind of looks like that uh, alien from Men in Black. It's like it's the same actor. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same actor, guys. <laughs> so uh, here's something I, I get a lot uh, about the argument about what's the best spider-man movie because it's like i think tom holland's really great as peter parker but i think it's I, I love far from home but why did i love far from home the nostalgia of the sam raimi movies which yeah. i think are better except for three i still think spider-man 2 by sam raimi is the best spider-man movie we've ever gotten i'm saying this as someone who's been reading amazing spider-man since he was like three years old you know before dan slot yeah. showed up and completely ruined that comic so uh, i yeah. i don't know i don't know i, I know that it, People think that I just hate the MCU and I'm just like, no, I just, I just don't, I feel like that's Iron Spider. That's not, that's not amazing Spider-Man, but I do think he plays Peter Parker really well. Really. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, 
<laughs> it's kind of like like um like Henry Cavill Superman. Great Superman, bad Superman movies, right? Um, Tom Holland's that way. I think if he was in a better Spider-Man films, he'd be good because he he has that feel of it. And he even does a halfway decent like little New York accent, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, I, it would be nice. By the way, I had my problems with that third Spider-Man movie because I'm like, you're emphasizing the fact that the best moments of this franchise happened 20 years ago. Right. You know, like, because the, the new movies, right, um, they haven't really... I, I think the first one with uh, the Vulture, he didn't even throw a punch, Spider-Man. Like, there was like nothing going on there. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I say this. I will say this till the day I die. Spider-Man 2, one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Like, I, I still rewatch that. It's just that that feel like you really did feel like you were reading a comic book. You know, you had that same, like, like mm, sense of urgency. And it's funny, Spider-Man, I, I forgot what issue was. Um, I, I just know it was like a cyborg holding Spider-Man above, like, his head with a, and he, the a cyborg was holding a knife. That's the first Spider-Man comic I ever bought. Oh man, like it, dude, I could go, I could do a whole podcast alone just my love of comic books. Um, and I remember there was a time on Twitter, believe it or not, where you could discuss comics and things would be civil. Can't oh, do that oh, anymore. Man. Like around like 2014, 2013, when I first got on Twitter, it was so great. It was all sports and movies, and everybody got along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of my 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 thing with reading was it was like, I don't know if maybe I just hit uh, old man age where I got to the point where I changed. I turned into my parents and everything yeah. modern sucked, but I was like, everything was just becoming just movies and games and TV was just, was just shit. So I was like around 2015, 2016. That's when I just started. Like I went from reading like, you know, a dozen books a year to reading like 60 books a year. And that's kind of where I'm at now where books just kind of replaced. I mean, I'd already was an avid reader have been since I was younger. Yeah. But that's why reading just became like, I'm just going to focus a little more on this because I just think that media had just gotten bad. Like, like I said, I don't know if they changed or if I changed or what changed, but something clearly changed for me. And that's why I kind of backed off a little bit. But I mean, I enjoyed the MCU uh, until Endgame. I mean, Endgame, Endgame yes. felt like the natural end and it was a good end. I was, I was very satisfied with it. I thought Infinity War was like one of the best like holy shit movies I'd seen since like Empire yeah. Strikes Back. I gave that shit its props a lot. It's just it's now it's like I feel like I feel like it's if you stayed at a party too late and all the people you wanted to talk to are already gone. That's kind of what <laughs> that's a great analogy. And I know that people who have yeah. grown up with it, they don't want to let it go. But I mean, phase four was terrible, guys. It was Absolutely terrible. terrible. And I think that with Ant Man, I think they're seeing now that uh, even the diehards are starting to kind of be like, I think the magic might be gone, you know? And I, I just I'm tired of every movie being ninety five percent CGI. It just doesn't look real. It yeah, just and, takes me out of it. Yeah, no, and that that's why Dune was so refreshing on every conceivable level, right? The the, the acting, the 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 storytelling, the, the special effects. I'm like, whoa, we don't get movies like we used to get movies like this. We don't get those anymore. And I don't think it's a it's really a, a age thing. I think it's a quality thing because I have younger friends that are like, what's going on here? You know? Uh, and it is very sad because again, I grew up with this. I remember that feeling when you saw the first Avengers movie, you're like, holy shit, they're doing it. They actually brought five movies together into one. This is this is just like a comic book. And when Thanos shows up at the end you're like ah! we yo we were me and my boys were in it through we lost our fucking minds you know like this is great man but that feeling was just it's just gone you're right after endgame because yeah infinity war and endgame were whoo mm. oh so good so good um but but you know what it is with twitter the, people don't see that stuff like when we, we you and i have praised some of these movies right but nobody sees that it's just oh you guys are haters now yeah. no we just hate the bad shit phase four is bad 
for me, I know some people like Spider-Man. That's great. I haven't seen a single thing from Phase Four that I like. I think I, I think um, Doctor Strange was the final straw for me. I'm like, okay, if even Sam Raimi can't save this shit, I'm done. Like that. What a disappointment was because there was some really cool shots in there, visual shots, right? But the story was atrocious. You know, it was just like, but but that's par for the course with, with these MCU movies and movies in general, because everybody else wants to be like the MCU now. It's like, oh, everybody needs to be quippy. Everything needs to be funny. It's like, come on, guys, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody wants to make a shared universe. Remember the, you remember the Universal Monsters movies? Yeah. Universe? The, yeah, the, the monster. Yeah. Something like the, the, what the dark universe. That's dark what they're universe. Going. <laughs> one movie. Oh man. I was actually kind of interested. I really was. Cause I mean, I love the, you know, the Universal Monster. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think it'd be really, really great. And it's like, this doesn't have to be hard guys. You're just trying to do it too quick. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they just, yeah. I'm just a dude. What do I know? You know, but I just feel like, <laughs> gosh, we wish you guys would just take your time and let stuff just develop organically. But it's easy for me, someone who doesn't have to go and get investor money to say these things. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the thing is, they're supposed to be making these movies for us, aren't they? Like, there was a time, believe it or not, people, when these Hollywood folks made movies to entertain people. Now it's just mm-hmm. to preach nonsense. Oh, yeah, well. You know, it's like, come on, man. Or, or just like, hey, they like this. Let, let's rip off another franchise. Like, what happens to original stuff? We don't get that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny how, like, movies and games are a little bit parallel in this respect. You either have big triple a blockbuster movies and games or indies and then the stuff in the middle which is really where the best stuff was it's all getting gutted now Mm. so let's talk about some gaming here all right what is uh the last game you played that kind of blew you away was it elden ring i think elden ring was your game your jam right yeah, Elden Ring was fantastic. It was a little bit of an easy layup because I've already been a fan of those um, from software games for a, ver- a ra- while now. Even though initially when I played Demon Souls back in the PS3 era, I was like, oh, this is too much, man. Like I play these type of fuck you in the ass games when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't I don't need to deal with this. I paid my dues, you know. Um, but then when I played Bloodborne, I was like, whoa. This is different, you know, because it wasn't just your standard medieval type of thing. It was like Victorian. I, but have you played Bloodborne by any chance, Mike? Man, look, here's my deal. Uh, yeah. I don't play these games that are so ridiculously hard that they just make you want to flip tables. I'm like, look, I get very little time for gaming. I don't have time to play the same level 400 times to maybe yeah. figure it out. So yeah, no, that's I fair. Um, people yeah. love those games, but it's just. No, I need a difficulty setting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but what was great about that it was like it was a it's like Victorian era type of vibe. I'm like, this is cool. And then halfway through, it's like, oh yeah, here's some Lovecraft shit. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. That's you know, cool. th- this is great. Oh, by the way, a little bit of a side. That's actually how I discovered you. I saw one of your videos about you know why you should reach HP Lovecraft. And when you said, but guys, I'm not gonna talk about the controversy. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. We just talk about the books. I, I made that decision a while back. I was like, look, if you want someone to talk about all the controversial stuff or problematic stuff with every author, there are a million other channels out there going to do that. I'm always just going to talk about the book. That's that's just that's just my style. Yeah, no, I and I appreciate that a lot. But that's why I'm like, okay, this guy is different than some of these other guys. I'm gonna keep checking out. Um, but yeah, so I, I got into the the franchise franchise loosely because it's a bunch of different games with um with Bloodborne and then obviously Elden Ring. Initially, I was a little bit on the fence about it because I, it just throws you into the world, kind of expects you to just 
figure it out, right? And that's something I didn't really like about um the Breath of the Wild, right? I was oh, like, well, yeah, well, I love that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, where's my direction here? But then it slowly kind of, you know, it, I started clicking with it. So it's like, okay, when I'm in the open world, it's just go where you go. But as soon as I get into a dungeon, then we're in standard Soulsborne mode. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I love that game because it, and it's funny because that game isn't like the most graphically intensive or anything like that, but that that feel like you really like that sense of discovery it's like hey what's over there what what's over here what's in this cave oh this is cool and then it's also a multiplayer game i would get together with my friends you know because i'm not really into competitive gaming like that but i i like co-op gaming you know so i i would get together uh, with my friends we're like hey i'm having trouble with this dungeon you want to help me out oh can you help me grind for this thing or whatever um it, it's just so much fun so yeah that game was one of the last ones i feel there was something else that came out last year uh, that was really good. Um, speaking about Marvel games, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. That yeah, game was on Game Pass. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. Um, but unfortunately, the last two games I played have been dog shit. Uh, it was Callisto Protocol and Forspoken were just awful. <laughs> Forspoken was coming out, and you were already telling people how bad it was going to be. <laughs> I was just like waiting <laughs> to see the, the fallout from that. All I saw was some clips of the dialogue and i was like holy cringe batman that's terrible and i don't like to use the word cringe unless it's just really freaking cringe and that was awful and again i think that's the fallout from uh people being raised on marvel movies it's like they think that it, everybody talks like that and they don't yeah. talk like that especially not no. in that setting oh my god yeah yeah like what was it <laughs> one of the clips they played was like oh my god i killed that thing with my freaking mind right so the meme became Oh my God, I killed a franchise with my freaking mind. <laughs> Have you played a Hogwarts Legacy? Are you going to play it? Oh, uh, okay. So I've never read or seen any of these Harry Potter movies because okay. I'm just not into kids stuff. Don't get me wrong. I like the Goonies or whatever back in the day. Sure. But um, but the thing is, the game looks really good, right? So what I'll probably do is I'll probably pick it up like, you know, when it's on sale and stuff uh, because I am a sucker for pretty graphics. And I always appreciate when a studio puts a lot of money behind a game to make it look as good as possible and this looks like a really like stellar production so i do want to check that out uh, and maybe it'll get me interested but i think i may be too old for that I, no, I, like i, I know you know what i'm saying like i, I know uh, what do you think about harry potter like i know you you spoke oh, I mean, highly I it, of it i, I mean yeah. I, I think it's i don't know i think it just kind of depends on when you read it you know because yeah. I, I do think that there are adults who can read it and still enjoy it quite a bit but I think if you're one of those people who's been reading like, you know, really smart, epic sci-fi or sci-fantasy, and then you go into Harry Potter, you're going to feel like, oh, this is way below my reading level. You might feel like that, but I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a fun world, but I, I definitely understand if it isn't for everybody. But besides, uh, I mean, in, in your business, it might get you canceled if you play that game. So Yeah, so I got to be careful, <laughs> you know. That's why I like. I, I think I'm safe saying I may buy it here, but I obviously, if I do play it, I, I can't say anything because some people will try to try to come after me. But it looks interesting. I, I said that from Jump. I'm like, whoa, this game has is better looking than it has any right to it like it looks right. really cool but you know it's funny about that i remember the the first harry potter movie came out um at the same i believe it was the same year as the first lord of the rings movie right um and i was never like a, a sci-fi like a, a fantasy guy. i was always a sci-fi guy I'm like what is with this fantasy stuff elves this fruity stuff what is this nonsense you know um but when those movies came out i'm like you know what let me give this a proper shot 
Which am I? Which one am I going to pick? The one with the little kids, or the movie, or the franchise that's kind of started modern fantasy? We watched right. Lord of the Rings, right? I saw that first movie, like holy shit, this is fucking awesome! Like right. it, it made me feel like 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 when I watched Star Wars for the first time, right? And it's funny because most people would be like, "I'm going to read the books now." You know what I did? Because I'm a his, I'm I love history. I'm a history buff. I'm like, I'm going to buy the Silmarillion. I love <laughs> that. That was great. Like I know some people say wow. it's dry. I'm like, no, I like that. Like I love that stuff. Just giving me dates and shit. It was so cool. Like, and then oh, that was a great, great stretch, by the way. Those three years when the Lord of the Rings movies were coming out. Oh, yeah. Just the Christmas. anticipation be- between them. And I remember for when Two Towers, right? Um, when it was coming out on on i believe it was dvd at that point right um yeah, yeah. i pre-ordered from amazon amazon screwed me over they didn't get my thing for like two weeks my friend's just throwing his copy in my face like hey tony look what i got look what i got like, <laughs> son of a bitch you know and then i go over his house just to see you know the the, the ending you know bro hit him like oh shit this awesome and, you know and it's funny not to go off too much off off topic it's just funny how <laughs> the lord of the, the first lord of the rings trilogy right it's a great example of how to do you know practical effects and cg right? right and then the hobbit trilogy is a great example of how not to do a movie special yeah, peter, peter like, jackson fell in love with the with the special effects i think uh like what happened like why, why is it and i the, the hobbit book is awesome it's a fun book why the hell are we getting three movies out of it you only needed one yeah. two max you know, I was um, like, hey, if they're going to do like the appendices or like a bridge movie, that sounds like a neat idea. But I was just I think I, looking back, I was like, I was just being overly positive because I just wanted I wanted more, you know, because I love that original trilogy so much. And I love the books, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, looking back on it, it was like I, I remember it was uh, before that Peter Jackson did an adaptation of The Lovely Bones, which was a book that I read yeah. and enjoyed. And I was like, why is this movie one hundred eight million dollars to make? And you watch it, it's like. <laughs> Why does it have all these special effects? It's the fucking Lovely Bones. This is about a girl who gets murdered. What is this? And that's when I knew that, oh, Peter Jackson's done pulled a George Lucas and he's done falling in love with CGI. Yeah, that so. that's sad. Because again, that those Lord of the Rings movies were exemplary. Oh, yeah. man. That's why they've aged so great, is because yeah. they are have that over-reliance on that stuff. I mean, we watch those every damn year. I mean, the kids, you know, I yeah. love them. Love never get old of them, but do you watch yeah. the original theatrical ones or the extended editions? Uh, only extended for me. No, there you go, a man of class. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think back to when uh, Fellowship of the Because I mean, obviously, I mean, I've been reading these since yeah. I was in high school, and when that first movie came out, I was in the theater. I was still because you remember a year before that, the Dungeons and Dragons movie came out, and it was just fucking horrible. It yeah, was yeah, horrible. yeah. And it killed my motivation. I'm just thinking they just can't make fantasy movies. It's just never going to happen. So I'm in the theater. We're an hour into the movie, and I'm like, it's it's not bad, but I'm still waiting for it to fall off a cliff and go yeah. terrible. And and Gandalf's fighting the Balrog, and I'm just like, I just start crying. I'm just like, I can't believe they've actually done, they've actually pulled this off. So yes, I was a big old bitch, just just sobbing watching that movie. And yeah. I went oh. seven times, seven times in the theater. Yeah, I I, I don't remember how many times, it was, but it was a ridiculous amount of times. Like, the minds of Moria, man, that. That there's just something about that. I was just so good, like the tension I was built. I and I especially love the scene where they're surrounded by like fucking millions of orcs. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, how are they getting out of this? You hear in the background, right. all the orcs scatter like roaches. So I'm like, what the hell just scared these things off? Because again, I'm muted. It's like, what is going on here? Oh, so and that's good. the other thing is that yeah. you go back, you, you if you read the book and then you go watch me write up, you'd be like, I can't believe how faithful that was. That doesn't yeah. happen anymore. That doesn't yeah. happen. I mean, no, Dune really might be the, the exception where it seems like that. That's because the director absolutely loves that book, and he just like he is devoted. You could tell. To it. Yeah, you could tell. So yeah, I just don't, don't think you would see if they made Lord of the Rings now for the first time. It would you would get Rings of Power. 
Which yeah, is, no, it's, it's I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I, I've said this. I don't think I've tweeted this, obviously, but I've said, you know, my friends like, I am so glad those movies were made 20 years ago and not now because now you would have gotten this trash. That's <laughs> the, 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 the fucking ring spot. I didn't even bother with that. I'm like, they're not referencing the Summer really, and they're not referencing the Lost Tales. Why am I going to watch this? It's just fan fiction. You know? And it was, yeah. I mean, I tried to be like, right, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I can just turn my brain off, just have a good time with it. It was just dreadfully boring. Oh, they made Galadriel completely unlikable. Just all the same stuff you see in every modern adaptation yeah. where it's just like, this doesn't feel like what I read all those years ago. And people are like, oh, you just can't let yourself enjoy anything. That's bullshit, man. I, I mean, oh. it. Dune is my favorite book of all time. And look at that movie. I loved it because it was true to the source material. And I don't think that everything's got to be page for page adaptation. I'm fine with it because I'm getting this a lot. When I'm complaining yeah. about Last of Us on HBO. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, oh, it's the most amazing adaptation ever. I'm like, dude, this doesn't feel like Joel and Ellie at all. This feels like two completely different characters. And people are like, I don't know what you're seeing. I'm like, I don't know what you're seeing. <laughs> so it's not that I, I can't let myself be happy. It's just like, if it doesn't feel like that story to me, I'm just, I check out. But I also don't like to be a wet blanket. If other people are liking it, I'll stop talking about it because I want you to enjoy things. I want people to enjoy stuff. I do. I yeah. do. But it's when you tell me, oh, phase four was amazing. What are you talking about? I'm like, no, you're high. You're high. Yeah, yeah, you're high on something. And I I want what you're having. See, I I do the middle of the road. Like, I don't care about being a wet blanket, but I'm not, I'm also not going to be the guy who's going to jump into your thread to shit on you. I'm like, I'm that stupid. I'm going to be in my corner. I'm going to give my opinion, but I'm not going to be the guy to go into like a thread that's celebrating something to be like, no, this actually is bad. Why would you do something like that? That's stupid. You know, I, I hate when people do that. It's like, leave people alone. Yeah, um, but, sure. you know, it's sad. Real quick, I want to go back to something you said um, sure. with regard to books, right? Because, like, I again, I had never been, like, such an avid book reader. Like, And I think I blame school for that, forcing these books on us and sure. stuff. Like, it always felt kind of bad. But what turned it started turning it around for me was around the time when I saw um, The Lord of the Rings, right? One of my other friends who was not into fantasy either, he's like, dude. You got to read these Dresden books, man. They're they're oh, really good. They're, nice. they're they're snappy and punchy. So I he gave me it, it, he, I was like, which one should I start with? Like, try this one. It was Deadbeat. It was like the seventh book. I like, this is the seventh yeah. book. Are you sure about this? Like, just read it. Oh my god, that was so good. So I went back, read the rest of them. You know, um, I think I stopped like after the tenth book. So I'm I'm right now catching back up. You know, so I'm like, okay, this is fun. But w- what's cool about the the Dresden books is the magic has a cost to it. It, it, it still feels kind of scientific in a way where it's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, here's going to be the cost to it. It's not just, here's a bunch of weird shit that's happening, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, and that was good because, you know, and now since I'm so like th- disinterested, disheartened by, you know, media, I'm just, I've gotten really, really into reading, especially because of this, the Kindle. Um, and it, it gives me that feeling of something new, like, you know, reading, uh, Sanderson stuff has been great, you know, um, reading, um, I, have you read the lost fleet, um, by, um, John Campbell, that's like a pseudonym. It is really good military sci-fi mm-hmm. of very, very cool stuff. Um, g- gone back to, yeah, I'm just like, I wish I could read more. It's just, I don't have enough time, but books give me that feeling of what I used to go when I used to watch movies and TV right. and all that. So well, I like, think. Full yeah. on into it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so I'm just trying to get that. And then, you know, on my end, it's like, you know, it also helps me become a better writer as well, you know, knowing all this stuff. So that helps. And I'm also trying to see if I could write a novel onto the side. You know, Chat GTP may destroy all that, but that's a whole other story, you know? <laughs> yeah, didn't uh, Chat GPT say you died? 
Yeah, it did. It did. Isn't that something? <laughs> I died in 2000. I either died in 2018 or 2021. And apparently I was mourned. It's a very sad for the day for the industry. It's it's insane, man. I'm like, I'm very much alive, guys. You know? Oh, well, you ain't got to sell me on reading more. I mean, like I said, yeah. I think that uh, if you're upset with uh, how everything has been modernized, let's put it that way. I think you just go back to read anything prior to like 2010. You'll probably have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, and I remember because um, I, I saw your video on the the, the best Star Wars books, right? Because yeah. I, I read Shadows of the Empire when it, when it originally came out because there was a video game around. I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Let me read this fucking amazing right and i finally got around to reading the throne trilogy just like everybody's like why did you film this right, right. in my like, head you I had three feel... movies right here you motherfuckers they decanonize all that stuff when disney yeah, I know, I'm like I know. look you can say that all you want but to me that's still the real timeline the disney yeah. stuff is 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 the fan fiction the all the the, the legends if you legends. will in my opinion so that's yeah, was, still my you know, canon sorry what's your what's your like what's your real take on that because to me that sounds insulting as hell it's like hey you know that stuff you've been reading for 20 years eh, when it count. first happened uh i mean i was upset for a little bit and then i was like okay well we're gonna get new star wars movies and they've got the original actors coming back I'm like oh shit okay i understand they don't want to be tied down to that canon I, I thought that was what it was i didn't know they were yeah. just going to be completely disrespectful to it at the time i was still optimistic you know i really really was force awakens wasn't perfect it did have wow this feels very familiar you know but i was like you know what at least it felt like a star wars movie okay i, I i'm optimistic like I said, it wasn't until 45 minutes in The Last Jedi where I was like, oh, shit. So they wiped all that history clean to do this shit just so they could take a giant shit on Luke Skywalker. That's really why they did all that. Because Luke is still a badass in the books when he's like 60. You know, so yeah. it's 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 rough. And in hindsight, it's like, I, I said this when they restarted making the Halloween movies. It was like, okay, if you're going to wipe all that stuff away, you better do something better. And then they didn't. Yeah. You know, they didn't do anything better. So that's how I feel about this. If you're going to wipe uh, established canon clean, you'd better make something better. And they never do. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think a lot of these writers are up to the task. I've been thinking about this lately, how basically the stuff we grew up with was written by people that had a lot of experience with life, right? They had gone to war. They had done all these things, traveled the world. Now you basically have movies written by like, you know, 20 somethings 30 somethings that have just basically lived in a big city their entire life with no problems so it's like what, what, what experience can they bring to these stories what, right. what reality can they bring you know it, it's upsetting you that's know, a but, problem in fiction too right now is yeah. it's like you're writing these characters are just like perfect i hate to use the mary sue phrase because it gets overused yeah. a little bit but it, it is it's like these characters have no struggle how am i supposed to relate to them i mean me someone who grew up Let's just say below the poverty line. It was really hard for me to get to, to support any character that has like no struggles whatsoever. I'm like, I, yeah. I need to see them struggle that way. You know, you do the Joseph Campbell hero's journey. You know, they, they fall down, they get back up. That's what makes you root for them. You go and you watch like the Star Wars sequels and you're just like, wow. So Ray is just fucking wonderful at everything for no reason at all. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, a like whatever happened to yeah, whatever happened to earning it, you know? That's how you get that's how you get endeared to these characters, right? It's just and I hate when they say, "Well, if you watch the original Star Wars, Luke gets a lightsaber and 3 minutes later he's no bullshit. Luke struggles that entire I mean, it's fucking return of the Jedi. He's still fucking up. He's still fucking yeah. up. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate how they try to gaslight you. It's like, you know I lived through this, right? I, like you can't right. 
I was like, you understand this was my religion from the time I was three yeah. years old, right? <laughs> You're not going to teach me anything on this. So uh, what Geek Ossie here is saying is you guys hear they, they, they cancel most of the Star Wars movies on the slate. Well, here's the thing. He says, sounds like poor reception, lost revenue has reached a higher ups. Here's the deal. If that, if I, if I was going to believe that, I would believe that Kathleen Kennedy would have been fired by now. Yeah. But as long as she's still in charge and I, some people are like, oh, well, it's just, a, it's just, a, you know, a title and it's, it's a role in title only. She's not actually doing anything. I'm like, there's still no movies on the slate. So, mm-hmm. but then I saw John Favreau the other day saying like, oh, here's how the, the Star Wars sequel movies are going to play into Star Wars going forward. And I'm like, John, you don't got to do this, man. You don't got to, you don't got to defend that trash. So I yeah. don't know, man. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. I, I, she, she should have been fired years ago. I remember, um, and some, you know, either you or somebody in chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember George Lucas asked her to kind of take over because he felt she would keep the spirit of Star right. Wars going. And right. she just decided, nope. You think he regrets that else. shit? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, I want George Lucas to rebuy Star Wars. Like, what did he, he, he say? He said he felt like he sold he sold Star Wars to white slavers. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Whoa. So, and George, like the most nicest, soft-spoken guy ever. If he's saying some shit like that. And you know, wow. at the time, at the time, it was after Force Awakens. And I was like, ah, George is just being a grump, you know, because everybody likes this better than the prequels. Now I'm like, you know what? George was right. George was right. He really, really yeah. was. Yeah, he was. Man, I remember I, I when The Force Awakens came out, everybody was saying it was like, a, you know, basically just episode four all over again. I was like, yes, but it has to reintroduce the Star Wars. I was making excuses for this oh, shit. Oh, me too. You me know? too. Big time. Big I was, time. I love a podcast Wars. back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was making excuses for it. And then, you know, when Rogue One came out, see, guys, they're doing it. They're doing it. But I, I could not defend Last Jedi at all. I'm like, wow, what was going on here? And then with Solo, I couldn't even finish that movie. Like, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't do this anymore. I got to the part where they met Lando and um, that robot. Am I going to get into the robot? I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. You know, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. That was the thing with me. I was like, but the original Star Wars is like, I never felt like anything. It was sexless. You know, it was just yeah. an adventure. And now everything has got to be so fucking sexualized. I don't get it. It's like, how, how are you going to tell me? Oh, these are kids' movies with space wizards. But then you're going to tell me you're you're you're, you're preaching about pansexuality out of out of fucking out of a space smuggler? I don't even understand why these two things are the same thing to you. But you know, that's just yeah. me. they should have gave it to Dave Filoni. I, I agree here with Okie Dokie. If you didn't, I think besides Timothy Zahn and George Lucas, Dave Filoni knows the Star Wars universe the best. Yeah, no, he I agree. With George I... for a decade on Clone Wars, he knows this. He should have got the job. He I still should Clone have Wars. the job. Yeah. So, no, I agree. I agree. hundred percent agree with that. And it, it, after Last Jedi, I was like, okay, I, I guess I'm done with Star Wars. This is sad. Um, the um, Jedi Fallen Order, the game came came out. It was getting high praise. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done with this shit. Um, then Mandalorian came out. Everybody like, Tony, you got to watch this. This is actually really good. Like, ah, I don't know. I skipped the first season. Then like halfway through season two, I'm like, okay, let me start watching. I'm like, oh, whoa, this is great. This is mm-hmm. this is what I want to see in Star Wars. You know, and then I went back to play Jedi Fallen. I'm like, this is fantastic. You know, so now, I, but then obviously we had Obi Wan and oh, Obi Wan. Like, oh, that was God. the last draw for me. I was like, they're just last Jedi in this all over again. All they're yeah. doing is the same shit they did to Luke. They're doing the Obi Wan now. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, but but man, everyone's like, yeah. you gotta watch Andor. It's the best Star Wars ever. Fuck it. Too late. Nope. Nope. Disney I'm ran done. Out of continues, man. It's too late. Yeah. Grand, <laughs> I continues exactly. So the reason I still watch Mandalorian is because my yeah. kids love it, and it's yeah. like something we do as a family. And you know, yeah. I, I still enjoy it for the most part. You know, they haven't they haven't let 
They haven't let Miss Kennedy's tendrils sneak into that one yet, apparently. You know, John Favreau and Filoni are like basically locking the door whenever they're doing final cut on those episodes. But yeah, no, you're right. That, I, I enjoyed that last episode a lot, but you could win me with freaking kaiju. Like you give me a big monster. Like remember that I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like there was a shot. I was like, whoa, that's cool. What is that? Yeah, you know. Um, but but yeah, but I will say the, the feel isn't there anymore of the first two seasons. Like it felt fresh now it kind of feels like they're kind of just, you know, just circling the wheels or whatever, you know? Um, and there's also a certain character that I really enjoyed who's not on the show anymore for reasons, which mm. very upsetting. They just gave a throwaway line. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's on, she's doing some other thing. I'm like, okay. You mean the show that was supposed to be a thing? But You know, I heard rumors that, that they, yeah. they basically, like, admitted they were wrong and asked her to come back, and she was like, fuck you. Good for her. <laughs> I was like, you know what, good, good for her. her. Yeah, good, good for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't. I'm like I said, I, I stay away from all that, but I thought that that was ridiculous because I was like, wow, we actually have a strong female character that looks like she could probably kick my fucking ass, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> easily, yeah. easily. And I thought she was great on that show. She was, oh, yeah. I thought that she rounded out that group really, really well. But, you know, then we get Boba Fett, we get Fennec, Fennec Shan, who's just, you know, space Jesus. And it's like, oh my God, Boba Fett's just hanging out in the back to tank the entire season. Oh, yeah, like no. you know that you know something was wrong with the only two good episodes of that show were like Mandalorian related. <laughs> like, like those were the best episodes. Right, like, what is right. like guys? That's that's not a good thing, you mm -hmm. know. But I also will say, imagine if you were a fan of the Mandalorian and you just skip Boba Fett, right? That must be jarring. People being like, "Wait, how is how is Grogu back?" And yeah. all I'm like, "Yeah, you got to watch season two point five. It's called episodes." four five and six both yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't like that and i say this as a comic book guy i hate it when they did that in comics too it's like oh you gotta read like i'm you read next one you gotta read uh guardians of the galaxy back before it was the one you knew you know it's like you gotta read this issue to you know see what's going on here i'm like come on guys i'm a kid i don't have money for this stuff you know mm -hmm. all these crossovers um but yeah that that yeah er like you said everything has to be interconnected now it's like no no it doesn't can't we just tell things that are independent of each other um well you know yeah. there was a time hey did you play the dead space remake i have it i haven't played it yet oh it's funny about that because at first i was like kind of against it because i felt the first dead space was perfect as is like don't change it it's perfect and they made a lot of changes but after the callisto protocol was so bad i want to play it now and from what i hear you know the fans really enjoyed it and i'm a fan so i'll definitely check it, that out it looks also, really cool my thing yeah. is, is just i'm not paying 70 dollars for a game i've already played you know, yeah. with, the, with a new fresh coat of paint. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's great, but I'm like, sorry, but remake should be $39.99, I think, or less for a remake. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one, I guess since they built it on a new engine, that's how they justify it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, but just admittedly, I'm in a little bit of a different situation. I'm a game reviewer. I, didn't, I don't have to right. pay for this stuff. Yeah. Um, I also have uh, Resident Evil 4. I can't talk about it yet, obviously, because of uh, the embargo. Uh, so I'll give you my thoughts on that. Just, Thanks is it going to be one of these or one of these? <laughs> or tell me what. Tell me, yeah. is it like the Resident Evil 2 remake or is it like the Resident Evil 3 remake? Can you tell me that? No, I, you're trying to get me in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. All right, yeah. No, I, I understand that non yeah, yeah. demons work, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because there's just, some people that just break I love Resident Evil 2 remake, and yes, then the 3 yes. remake was like, this is, I mean, I didn't really particularly love Resident Evil 3 at all, you know? So I thought, okay, maybe they can maybe they can try to make it better. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know what's interesting? The same complaints, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, by the way, I agree with you. I think Resident Evil 3 was weaker than 2. Re, 2 remake was great, but the complaints people had about the remake were the exact same re uh, problems they had with the original too short 
too okay. action focused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. But you're right. It's like if it's called remake, you had a chance to remake it, you know. Right. But they, they didn't do that, and apparently they even cut stuff uh, from the original, which is really just I'm like, okay, this game's already short enough as it is. Why are you cutting more content? Check this out. The no gravity sections of the Dead Space remake are significantly better than the original. Now, those 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 levels pissed me off, man. Yeah, those were brutal. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Hey, we know there's just a random meteor shower. Check that shit out. How about that? Man, that game was so cool. I yeah, was like, that was great. Dead Space for the first time. I was like, dude, I feel like I'm playing fucking um, Alien. You know, or like Ridley Scott's Alien. This feels just the same way. You got the tight corners and the dark corridors and shit. I loved it, man. Such yeah, that was great. To, like to me, I was like, "Oh, somebody really loves Event Horizon." <laughs> right, know? right, yeah, like, Event Horizon, sure, yeah. Oh man, God, what a game! And that's why I was like, I, I, I'm interested, but I was like, "Hmm, damn, that one isn't uh, on Game Pass, so I can't, you know, play it for, for free." Yeah. No, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you one that I, I don't recommend. Uh, it was day one on Game Pass, so I was excited about it. Uh, I played Atomic Heart for about ninety minutes. That was enough. Oh, really? It just feels like Walmart Fallout. You know, oh, or wow. bio, if it's someone you're like, wow, you really liked Bioshock and Fallout, didn't you? You just basically just try to put those two together. And it's like some of the ideas are neat, but it's like it's been done better just about everywhere. That's sad because that's the reason I was interested in it. But then I also heard there's some controversy over the developers uh, because or they're like, what, what are they, Russian or something? They're pro-Russia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I'm not going to get into all of Russia stuff. I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it, it, because you know we grew up in the '80s, right? Where the Russians were the enemy, yeah. and then there were our friends, and now they're the enemy again. Like, but here's what I want. Yeah. Here's what I want as a consumer. Yes, yeah, a consumer. Yeah. When I read a gaming review, tell me if the game is worth the money. Don't tell me about what the creators did. Don't tell me about what it's based on. Is the game worth the money? That's what I need to know as a consumer. And I don't feel like I get that anymore. Look, look at every Hogwarts Legacy review. Look at every Atomic Heart review. It's like, can you tell me about the game? So I don't know. I mean, I feel like that with movies too. Tell me if the movie's good. I don't yeah. know. That's why I'm glad I did not pursue that journalism degree that I was originally going for. Yeah. Well, you don't even need that. I don't have a journalism degree. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I just read a lot of gaming magazines growing up, EGM and all that. But um, the, I that's one of the tenets I adhere to as a game reviewer. I'm reviewing the game, nothing else. I don't care about that stuff. No one does either. I basically write reviews that I want to read, and I don't want to read that nonsense. So, you know, you come read one of my reviews, you're going to get what you're looking for. You know, none of the silliness. Um, I remember even behind the scenes, I'm not going to name names, but some of my peers have given me flack for some games I reviewed. Like, I reviewed um, Detroit, right? Uh, Become Human on PlayStation. And everybody talked about, like, um, you know, the, the stuff that was going on behind the scenes with Quantic Dream, right? Um, I'm not going to get into that now. Um, I just reviewed the game as is. I'm like, I really enjoy this game. This is cool. This is like the kind of game I want. You know, it's like, you know, humans and cyborgs trying to live together and all that. A lot of choices and stuff. Um, but a lot of the reasons are just focused on the controversy involving the the studio. And then some of the, like, the the racist, like, kind of, not racist, the, ra the racial themes of the game, which I thought were actually very well done. If a little bit ham-fisted, like, yes, you could have handled this more elegantly, um, just in terms of, of storytelling. But I thought that was cool because we will probably have to deal with this stuff as humans eventually. Like when we make 
actual cyborgs and stuff like we're gonna have right. to deal with how we how we treat them so it's kind of cool that we're exploring stuff that's one of the the great things about sci-fi it's like you know you go back to, to star trek with data and all that like it's those same kind of themes so it spoke to me as a sci-fi fan but you know some of my peers they're like oh why did you talk about this why did you talk about that and i was like one of the few game reviewers i actually gave the game a positive review. I'm like i don't care i like the game i think it's good you know, so that's what you're going to get from me. I'm not going to lie to you. If I think the game's oh, bad, I will I'm not going to get a, I'm not going to get a headline from you that says, Hey, this game, they really toned down the violence and that's a good thing. I'm not going to get that headline yeah. out of you. No, no, you'll, you'll get the opposite. They turn on the violence. That's a bad thing. That's what I'll say. <laughs> you know, I said that about kind of like that with Saints Row. They remade it. Oh, what an awful game. I even said there's like a toothless sequel or toothless remake. Like what I loved about the Saints Row games was like, they, they were like, okay, that's what GTA is. We're going to go crazier than GTA. And I love that. It, it gave the game an identity. But with this new one, everybody's like getting along. Everybody's happy. They're just like kind of misfits. I'm like, no, I, I want to play as a crazy drug lord and murderer. Son. Yeah. yeah it's right. like, come on now. No, I love the first, the first two Saints Row games were so fun. I played the hell out of those. Because here's the thing. I have this hot take that I, yeah. I didn't really like Grand Theft Auto 4 when it came out because the cars were fucking impossible to they drive in terrible, it. It drove yeah. me nuts. It was like, oh, it's because they're angling for more realism. I don't play Grand Theft Auto for the realism. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I kind of started leaning more on Saints Row. You know, but Yeah, no, it's funny because GTA 4, I had such mixed feelings about that one because like I love, you know, I'm a New Yorker, obviously, so I'd love the representation of the city, Liberty City, right? But that game was depressing, man, because the, the, the story was more grounded in reality and stuff. And even by the end, you didn't feel triumphant, you know, when you beat it. And like, eh, I don't know. Um, the story was interesting, but I don't think it fit GTA. That's why I like GTA 5. It brought back that craziness that you want from the series. And I think it was really smart of them to have three characters because they kind of embody the, um, you know, the aspects of GTA, right? You have um, Michael, who was basically kind of like the old school type, type of gangster and stuff, right? Um, kind of representing the older um, protagonist of the series. Then you have, uh, excuse me, Franklin, who's kind of like, you know, the younger player base, right? You know, who's, you know, like more urban or whatever. That was really cool. Then you had Trevor, who's literally every GTA player was like, I'm just going to go fucking crazy, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if you did this, but I noticed my play style would change depending on the character, right? When I'm like Franklin, I, I kind of keep things cool because he's a very calm and collected guy, right? When I'm Michael, I'm mostly all right, but I'll snap every once in a while, just like him. He kind of has this like mental disorder. The instant I play with Trevor, I'm just like going nuts. You know, it's like, like, this is crazy. You, uh, you have opinions on Bethesda? Cause we're going to get into it with this comment here. Fallout, 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 Bioshock would be good if Obsidian handled it. Bethesda wouldn't know what a Fallout game was supposed to be if it hit him in the face. Are you excited for Starfield? Yes and no. Um, cautious I, I explain, optimism. Yeah, cautious. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because again, I love science fiction. Anything. If you're gonna put me square into the middle of a sci-fi world and make me feel like I like it's real and I and I can live there, great. But those games are buggy as shit, man. I remember um, Fallout Three. I played that on PlayStation Three. Right. That was one of the most frightening games I ever played. Not because of the content, but because I didn't know when the game would crash and I would lose all my saves. <laughs> I was constantly like card saving the shit, you know. Um, but underneath it, under the bugs and everything, that is such a cool world. It's like, hey, what if like 
the 1950s future, you know, vision of the future extended into the actual future. That is so cool, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know if they're gonna do anything equivalent like that with, with Starfield, but I, I enjoy the mechanics and I enjoy what they're trying to go for with the Bethesda games, but the, the bugs are pretty pretty brutal. That's why I, I never heard of yeah, playing on PC because yeah. modders fix everything. Yeah, you that's know? sad too. It's like have the modders fix your shit. It is. I mean, but that's <laughs> yeah. you're like you've got more money than Disney. You guys should be now you got Microsoft money. So here's my deal with, with Starfield. I mean, yeah. I, I I hope it's what I always wanted No Man's Sky to be. That's the yeah. first thing. And second, it's just like I love Elder Scrolls. And if you guys have put Elder Scrolls on the bench for 12 years because mm-hmm. of this game, it better blow my mind. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right about that. We're not getting Elder Scrolls six before like 2028, probably at this point. Yeah, something like that. Um, by the way, a confession, I've never played Skyrim. Um, and again, that's all most there's only like eight billion versions of it. You could probably figure that somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's it's, I I think I just I I try to play um one of the remasters because there's a million of them now on PC. Uh, and like it was cool, but then I was like, I got distracted by other stuff. Uh, but like I said, I didn't historically grow up um with, with um fantasy so that's why i skipped it by the way quick aside going back to, to what we were talking about before right so i played um the, the first two mass effects I'm like this is great i need another game like this right and people are like oh you got to play dragon age right i'm like mm, but all this fantasy stuff like i like lord of the rings but i don't know about that but i needed to play something with those kind of dialogue choices right because yeah. they got to a point where i was dreaming in dialogue choices like, it was bad. <laughs> where's my dialogue wheel yeah yeah right <laughs> so went I played, to the office yeah so i played dragon age I'm like whoa whoa this is fucking awesome yeah. you know and i'd love and I, i'm such a geek i would read all the codexes and just let myself get immersed in that um and then i remember like a few years later they announced uh game of thrones right uh, that was coming to hbo i'm like hmm that kind of seems a little interesting, a little bit gritty. And then when I said, oh, um, Dragon Age was inspired by this. I'm like, I'm watching this shit, you know? So I, I saw the, the first season and dude, literally in the space of a month and a half, I read all five books. Mm. I'm like, this is great, you know? So, ah, so you, yeah. you've, you've been waiting a while, just like me, huh? Well, yeah, know, yeah. I, I, read the first, I read the first book in the year 2000. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know I have a friend that's been reading them since the jump. Like yeah. she started like when they first started coming out, you know, it was one of those things like when the show was coming out, I was basically like lead advocate. I was trying to get yeah. everyone I knew to watch that show because I wanted the show to because because Rome had just been canceled in yeah. season two right before that. I was like, this is going to be an expensive show. And for HBO to keep doing it, got to get more people to watch it. And I wanted more people to watch it just so they could get as far as the Red Wedding. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that man. was my hope. I never in a million years I thought that game would become the big, huge pop culture thing that it became. I mean, yeah. I always knew the story was amazing. I mean, it was always like my favorite fantasy series. I knew it was amazing books. I just, one, I didn't think they'd, they'd adapt it faithfully. And then it turns out, you know, once they ran out of source material, that's when it went to shit. You know? yeah, but exactly. it's just, ah, man, it's just, it's one of those things like looking back in hindsight, it was like, it's like almost kind of feeling like you had this like little band that you loved and no one would listen to them. And then everyone's like, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the biggest Metallica fan ever. You know, like yeah. how that, how that happened when you were, you were listening to Metallica back in the day when like everyone was just like, Oh, stupid, oh, heavy metal, cool, bro. And then Metallica became mainstream and everybody loved it. You know, like what the fuck my mom's listening to inner Sandman now. Like, oh yeah. That, that kind of yeah. ruins things. That's but... how it felt with me with, with game of Thrones. When every, <laughs> I guess same thing, same thing happened with comic book movies, you know? Yeah. We had been getting made fun of since high school for loving yep. comic books. I mean, I wore a Flash t-shirt under my baseball uniform nice. in high school. And we were changing out. Everyone's making fun of me for wearing that shirt. And I was like, here we are 20 years later. And I'm hearing two 
mom's probably mid forties arguing about who was right between Captain America and Iron Man in Civil War. And I'm like, when the hell did this happen? How did this happen? It's like kind of like when 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 wrestling got real big in the nineties. It's like you guys made fun of me about this shit two years ago. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny how, how that things works. work? Yeah, you know, it's it's so weird because I remember, yeah, growing up. Like you would try to hide that stuff, you know, right. and, and now it got to a point, like, especially when I started, like, you know, you know, when I became a game journalist, like a lot of the girls I meet is because of gaming. Is, isn't that a trip? You know, like that, like you admitting you were a gamer, that was like, like repellent to women. But now it's like, you know, everybody's into it. And, and, and I have mixed feelings about that, because on the one hand, I think it's great to have more people brought into it. But there's other people that have come into the party who want to change things now. I'm like, listen, we're welcoming to everybody, but th things are done a certain way. It's it's like imagine if you go to a party, like like you know, again, um, you know, it's like a we're just gonna play a bunch of hard rock and heavy metal, right? One guy shows up, can you play a, a hip hop track, please? Okay, yeah, just just play some Anthrax and Run DMC or something, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you know, Anthrax and um and Public Enemy, play just do that, yeah. and then they just you know they start putting more and more of their stuff in there, then. What you were there for the party for is just completely different now. So, like, so I get that feeling with media now. It's like we had our little nerdy spaces, and now other people came in and changed them. And I think that's it, it loses things so again. It, but it's weird because I want more people to be into this stuff, but I don't know, man. It, it, it it's, 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 you want to tap dance that line? Here's how I tap dance uh, that yeah. line. Why is everything that I love? be it has to be changed now because it needs to be for everyone but anything that's not for me to get to oh well this isn't for you hmm why is that why yeah, like that for example the new masters of the universe why the fuck did he man need to be changed to be for everyone why why yeah. that's why you guys got she-ra because we have fucking he-man why you gotta take he-man away from me why is it gotta be for everyone that she-ra show wasn't for fucking everyone that just came out and i got told oh well that's not for you so why does He-Man need to be for everyone? That's that's what I'm saying. This is selective bullshit is what drives me crazy with it. I can't stand it. You're right. because And I don't know how these people kind of like the, the cognitive dissonance. Don't they realize what's going on? You know, it's like you guys are saying one thing and then doing the other. It's like, it, I don't get it. But yeah, I, I didn't bother with those shows like the new He-Man. Like, okay, I, I even though I liked liked Kevin Smith, you know, I was like, that I don't know. The biggest this. fucking turncoat ever. Well, because he was one of us, man. What the fuck happened to that guy? Yeah, remember like, the, the um, his movies? Like, I loved Clerks. All oh, the video school movies were so good. Mallrats was great. Yeah, I loved those movies. But yeah, he he just changed, man. I like Kevin Smith. He was fat. You know, like I think I think something got lost when he lost weight. <laughs> you know, but oh, you God, lost it. more than weight. Yeah, because I was like, man, I if you would have told me. 20 25 years ago they're gonna reboot he-man and kevin smith's gonna do it. i'm like it's gonna be fucking amazing you know and, yeah no nah, nah. yeah and it's and it's not even a matter of like oh you guys are just stuck in your old ways you don't want to see it being readapted no 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 because about 20 years ago or 15 20 years ago they had a he-man remake on cartoon Network, and it was fucking awesome yeah it, it yeah. had like anime style and everything um they also redid but like thundercats. 12 of us watched it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, did you see the thundercats remake that was really cool too yeah you know yeah, um like, like they, I, I liked how, how they kind of made the the cats like kind of like 
bring all the other animals down. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Um, and I thought it was a good revival for like, you know, guys like us who grew up with it. I remember when I was 15, right? Because I had watched Thundercats like crazy and I was a little, little kid, right? Um, and then around 15 on the Cartoon Network, they were re-showing it again, right? Me and my boys got together. We're like, let's fucking go. Thundercats is back, baby. You know, the, the old show, right? So we watched the intro. Oh, shit. Look at this animation. This is amazing. Holy crap. You know, then the show starts and we're like, yeah. Okay, and then it gets to the fir- the first commercial. We're like, mm. <laughs> then by the end of the episode, it's like, dude, Thundercat sucks. <laughs> if I'm being honest, nostalgia kind of works like that too. Because I remember yeah. when I was a kid, I loved A Team. You know, Mister yeah, T. Yes, yes, it. yes. Loved it, and it came out on DVD. I have something. In my, I have something in my repertoire now. I call the A Team rule, where I will okay. choose to leave something in my memory because. The first two seasons came out in DVD. I was excited. We ordered pizza. We were going to just hang out and watch the A-Team. We watched the first episode. We're like, man, this is pretty bad. But you know what? Sometimes pilots are like that. The show hadn't really found its legs yet. We were about episode four, and I was like, this is awful. Was it always this bad? And I was like, that's when I realized some stuff is better left in your memory, you know, because a lot of that stuff that we love, it's kind of rough, you know, because I re-experienced some of that stuff with my kids. And I'm like, man. Transformers was the shit when I was a kid. I was like, this is, uh. <laughs> I can see why it's not quite holding you guys' attention, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, no, that Thundercats is that for me. After that, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need to revisit Masters of the Universe. I think I'm good. Uh, I don't need to revisit Transformers, although I will say every few years because they keep re releasing it, I do rewatch the, the Transformers movie, which is still really good. It's not perfect. It, it's, Dude, the Transformers movie, you mean yeah. where they fucking kill Optimus Prime and let us yes. fucking scarred? Yeah, they won't do that shit to kids now. They no, won't they do don't. it now. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure you know about what happened with the G.I. Joe movie, right? Because they were going to kill, um, was it Flint? Um, they were gonna kill him off in the movie, but after the reception that uh well, Optimus they Prime, kids crying and shit. Yeah, so <laughs> they changed it. They're like, oh, he's he's okay. But if you watch the movie, right? Because I, I actually they it was like the 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary, a couple um like this uh, months ago. Like stab him in the back. Yeah, he stabbed shit? him back. So the they had a screening, like our anniversary screen. We saw it. If you watch the movie, he is dead. Yeah, he, he is meets. dead. But but somebody used to throw it, hey, he's actually alive, guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. That, that's the thing. Here's why I think that the new Indiana Jones movie is going to be terrible. Well, oh. one, Kathleen Kennedy. Here's the second reason. You're hearing about how this is the most ex- eighth most expensive movie ever made, $300 million. And they're trying to say, oh, it's because they had to DH hers for Dude, that shit doesn't cost as much as it used to anymore. Trust no. me, that's not as big a deal as you think it is. Yeah. You know why that movie costs so much? It's because they the, the, the rumors of the fan screenings being terrible. And James Mangold denied the exact day they happened bullshit that budget means they reshot more than half of that movie at least this is this is justice league all over again they've reshot almost that whole movie because uh test audiences just shit all over it because you you heard the rumor is that like basically at the end they they go back in time and harrison ford dies and he like disappears he like blinks out of existence and then phoebe waller bridge is shown in the after that like doing all the famous iconic indiana oh no and apparently test audiences were like fuck you and yeah. so they had to reshoot all this stuff. Why do they have to do the most obvious thing? Hollywood, stop it. Like, before you even said that, I knew where you were going to end with. I'm like, oh, let me guess. The girl's going to take over be the new Indiana Jones. Come on, Hollywood. What are we doing here? So predictable. But not only that, they were going to kill him off and erase him from history. And him. <laughs> wow. her, her role, her taking the, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Her rolling from the running from the boulder, all that stuff. Her finding the Holy Grail. I was like, what? 
balls. Jesus. Wow. So, yeah. That's almost as bad as the, the last Terminator movie where they just like uh, invalidate Terminator 2, which is my favorite movie of all time. I don't right. know if you watched the, the last Terminator. Terrible movie, by the way. That, uh, that, no, that, I heard about what happens at the beginning of Dark Fate, and I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, that franchise, after 2, that's it. Like, yeah. that, okay, it's funny about that. Um, Terminator, uh, Predator, and um, Alien. After the second one, those away. franchises just just wandered. Her prey was good, but I still haven't watched it. But yeah. uh, I didn't like that movie. Mm. I, I will say this: it is better than the last couple of Predator movies. It is absolutely hard. better than the last last one. The one the one with, with the with the with the Marines and stuff. Predators. Predators. Yeah. It's better than that. But it's like, okay, so you're telling me that Arnold Schwarzenegger, a big heavy dude, can't even physically fight a predator because it's so powerful. But a 97 pound girl that's, you know, wet could could be, you know, fight a predator head on. Sure. Oh, I, I could believe know that, that happened, but I should have. Yeah. Known. But the thing is, the premise was so cool, right? It's like, imagine if you had a, like, you know, a, a tribe of like Native Americans fighting a predator, like an entire tribe. That's cool. No, you just have one little girl doing it instead. Come on, come on! That uh, the premise. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, it's it's sad what, what's happened to these franchises, man. With Terminator, I love Terminator. Leave it alone, please. Let's just stop it. Leave it alone. It's it's good enough as. Well, it here's is. the thing: is like my kid's ten, and I'm that irresponsible yeah. parent that lets him watch R-rated movies, and he's declared that Terminator Two is the greatest movie ever made. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. It's that, yeah. that that's a great great choice. But after we watched it for like a third time, he was like. Is there a Terminator 3? I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good parent right there, people. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, yeah, how am I going to ask you? Because you just brought this up. Okay, you said irresponsible parent. Did, did you not watch those kind of movies when you were 10? Because I sure as fuck did. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a brother that was six years older, a uh, single parent. And she wasn't ever there, you know? Yeah. So it was like, we were <laughs> fucking, it was a wild west in the 80s, man. It's like, I was watching Friday the 13th when I was like six, man. Yeah. You know, it, was, it, was, it was great. So with me, I feel like it's just, you know, it's your every kid's going to be different. If you feel like yeah. your kid can handle it, he's not waking. Now I did probably jump the gun this past Halloween. I showed him Saul and he was, he was, oh, he was, no. he was no, sleeping no, no, in my no. bed that night, you know? And I, and I was like, all right, I might've, I might've might progressed a little too fast, you know, yeah, for him. Yeah, but, You should have showed him what you were watching at that age. Right. He'd be able to, to handle that. Um, but yeah, he freaked it's, out it's, by dolls. So yeah, yeah. Saul, Saul was a bad, bad choice on my, on my behalf. Yeah. Yeah. The eighties was interesting. Like we had action figures of R rated movies. You had right. Predator, Terminator, all, RoboCop, you know, uh, but RoboCop, it, yeah, it, I saw RoboCop like, in the theater. You think oh, it was nice. the kids, my kid, my age, see RoboCop? <laughs> I was like fucking seven seeing RoboCop. His <laughs> arm getting blown off, you know, before they edited it. So yeah, <laughs> good stuff. There's it's a RoboCop the 80s game. The Wild West, man. They yeah, I love there. the '80s, man. Um, and you know, especially um the music. You know, because I'm a big metal guy, obviously. So I love the '80s. But the, f the funny thing with metal is, like, I became a real metalhead like in the late nineties. And I'll explain because in the early, like late eighties, early nineties and stuff, I was just watching whatever was in, on MTV at that point. Right. You know, I really liked the, the black album and all that. Um, and I, I, I will freely admit, right. I still like hair metal. That stuff is cool to me. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like the, 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 the music, you know, people just rag on the visuals, but listen to the music. It's fucking good, you know? Um, but for years, Right, I didn't know Metallica had albums before the Black Album. Oh right? yeah, okay. So my friend was like, "Dude, you got to listen to Justice for All." I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, it's like it's, it's before the Black Album. I'm like, okay, dude, I hear that album, 
that changed my whole life. Right. I'm like, what is this? Like, it, it just felt like when I had been listening to music my entire life, it was like trying to put like like a round like thing in like a like a square peg. It didn't fit. This was like square peg, square peg. And I'm like, oh, this is great. What else is like this? You know, mm-hmm. and then I started getting into you know Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, real Megadeth. You know, like oh, like re- when I heard Rest in Peace, holy shit, that that changed everything. Until this day, Rest in Peace. If aliens ever show up, I'll be like, this is heavy metal. That right. and Painkiller from Judas Priest. Like this is metal right here. Yeah, you're speaking you know? my language right now. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 and then Priest I got might be my favorite metal band of all time. You know, so, yeah. You know. Yeah, Judas Priest. It's funny because I, I call Judas Priest and Iron Maiden the bands I inherited. You know, it's like I didn't discover them, but like they were given to me. And I still lean more towards um, Iron Maiden, but I still, but I listen to Priest more, which is interesting. You know, but but, but like Iron Maiden, they kind of speak a little bit more. That's like asking me to choose between my kids. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it, it, it's it, funny it's about, yeah. here's the thing about about like Iron Maiden is, is I have this yeah. thing where I will encounter uh, someone who's into metal and stuff. They're a little younger yeah. than me. And they'll say something like, oh, I never really got into Iron Maiden. And I'm like, well, have you tried? I'm like, nah, it was just kind of like before my time. So I never really picked it up. I'm like, well, motherfucker, Metallica was before your time. You're listening to that shit. I was like, you have yeah. no idea the wealth of stuff that you are sitting on right now. Go and find you. Just go, go pick up Power Slave. Go pick up Peace of Mind. It'll yeah. melt your brain. And sure enough, within like, uh, two years oh yeah iron maiden's like my favorite band ever I'm like oh <laughs> weird weird how that works so, yeah, yeah i thought they were before your time yeah no it, iron maiden is funny because i remember one of my friends he brought over like um like one of those compilations right so i'm listening to him like yeah this band's all right you know um i, I was like there's some cool stuff but i was like more into heavier stuff back then mm-hmm. right but then um one of my other friends he brought over uh live after death right that did it for me. Yeah. Like, holy shit. When I heard Flight of Icarus, I'm like, whoa. And then the, the middle portion of Power Slave, you know, din, 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 din. I'm like, oh, guitars, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I was so, this is going to sound weird. I was so proud that humans were able to produce music <laughs> like this, you know? Um, and it's funny because uh, all I knew about Dune before the movie was the fucking uh, Tatama Land. Like Lance, that, yeah. that, and um, I, do you know Blind Guardian? I know, I. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, the, be so they're up somebody. power metal band, and they all their stuff is about um like fantasy. They have an entire um album that called Nightfall on Middle Earth. It is based on the Silmarillion, right? And that's how I really got into into them. But they also have a song about Dune. So the, my knowledge of Dune came from those two songs, right? Uh, you you check out Blind Guardian. They're really cool. If you you if you like Halloween, they're kind of in vain. You know, um, you know, and Iron Maiden as well. Uh, all their shit is just fantasy stuff. Uh, they they literally have a song called Wheel of Time. That's how I learned about that. Uh, learned about um, all all the all these all these things from Blind Guardian. But after that, I just became a full on metalhead. But it tapped into that nerdiness. I I love that stuff. You know, it's like you know we're singing about far off worlds and stuff. We're not just singing about oh I did drugs today or whatever. It's like I don't want to hear about that thing. Sing about something cool. Um, but then obviously you know a lot of the '80s stuff that we listened to, Thrash. It was all about nuclear war and all this other stuff um which that scarred our brains when we were kids too it's like when are the bombs gonna fall <laughs> you well, know, the rush- people now that you guys realize is like gen x our parents had nothing to complain about so they created satanic panic they were they were thought yeah. that our music was going to make us worship the devil play our records backwards <laughs> and spread everybody's blood on the walls and do like demon sacrifices they really believed that's why i think i like the, the new season of stranger things because yeah. they really leaned into the satanic panic with dungeons and dragons and shit like that i was like they really believed this they really did 
our yeah, parents it's, didn't it's, have shit like social media to worry about and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> right about that. to think about, oh, yeah. well, I don't like this music you're listening to. I'm like, oh. Okay. You All know right. what's funny? I was th- th- thought about this. Like, you know, they consider stuff like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest noise, but it's like, listen to death metal. I love death metal, but I'm like, that's what you thought. That's what our parents thought Iron Maiden was, or something. Right. You know? It's like, <laughs> like, li- like you can't understand the lyrics anyway, but they're singing about some crazy shit. Like, like, um, Cannibal Course has a song called Necro Pedophile. Like, they, they weren't messing around, you know. Um, but I love that. So I remember there was a point where one of me and one of our friends, we were trying to out heavy each other. Like, what is the he- heaviest, craziest band we could listen to? And they got to a point where I'm like, dude, we're just gonna like hang out in like construction lots just listening to shit headbanging if we keep going down this road you know we're just listening to the craziest fucking grindcore bands and shit um yeah, but but, me, but I, I have to yeah. i have to understand the lyrics if i if they yeah. it just sounds like the cookie monster thing i'm not really into but yeah i mean give me yeah. all the head no it's like, it's, it's in a and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah i would i would eat up stuff like that but yeah if it was yeah. just like nah that's not for me even though like a friend of mine loved children of bodom and I'm like, oh, that's one of my amazing. favorite bands. Yeah, they're yeah, amazing technical musicians. I just, but then it sounds like a cat singing. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> you, it, it's funny you mentioned that because that's those kind of bands where it got me into death mode. Because I start, I get, I just jumped straight into Napalm Death. I'm like, okay, this is a little too much for me, you know. But then one of my friends put me out to Children Bodum, In Flames, uh, Death. You know, where the vocals, you you could still kind of understand. Them. They weren't just, like, you know, it's like a little bit higher. I'm like, okay, I can get into this. Plus, the music was like, you know, reminding me of Iron Maiden. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm into a lot. Most death metal uh, genres, the only ones I can't get into are like black metal because it's just depressing shit. I'm like, uh, right. you know, I don't like that. And then doom metal is also the same thing. It's just too slow and plodding. I want things to be fast, you know. Do you um, ever get into symphonic metal? Oh, like, absolutely. Like Nightwish. Yeah, right? Nightwish, Nightwish yeah. is one of my favorite bands. And the actual the actual creator of that band is actually like a watcher of my channel. We actually email back and forth now. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nightwish is I mean, you listen to their music, it's not hard to believe that they're fantasy readers, you know. I mean, for for sure. But uh Michael brings up Faith No More. And I gotta say, um, drawing a blank on his name right now, the singer, that might be one of the best vocal ranges ranges I've ever heard. Yeah, one of the singers, Faith No More. Amazing. Yeah, and Faith and was so cool. I remember the the video for um Epic, right? Epic. With the fist and stuff. Like, oh wow, this is cool. Well, Mike Patton, right? Mike Mike Patton. Mike Patton. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, when uh, was Angel Dust came out after that album, and everyone was like, oh god, they just kind of you know blew their opportunity. They hit the mainstream, and then they did an experimental album, just like Screwed Over. And now you look back on it, Angel Dust is by far probably their their most well received album from fans. So yeah, yeah. I mean, different bands would still take chances back then. You know, they took yeah. risks. Yeah, they did, man. Um, man, you know, think about like because now nowadays, metal it metal's in an interesting state now, right? I remember for like a little bit, like because I, you know, I'm listening to it heavily for for years, and then around like the early 2010s or so, I kind of just dropped off listening to newer bands. I was listening to you know the bands I liked, and then I came back to it a couple of years ago. I'm like, huh, you guys haven't changed. Mm. it's the same thing so it's like it still sounds cool but no one's doing anything innovative anymore you well, know metal which, which, as yeah. a genre is in the state just like non-existent i mean yeah. uh, you would think with the advent of like uh satellite radio that would make like a little bit of a comeback or something but it still isn't but i mean overseas man across the pond it's so huge it's still it's yeah. so gigantic that's why a lot of these bands like a mega death or somebody they don't tour in the states anymore because it's like hmm am i gonna play for 300 people or am i gonna go over there and play for fifty thousand people who still yeah. love metal music so i understand why they just they tour overseas now sure, i thought yeah. i played for another big crowd 
Yeah, I've always wanted to go to one of those European uh, metal festivals because it's like, hey, what band do you like? We we're playing all of them during through a whole week. I'm like, that is so cool. You know, yeah, I, I saw Iron Maiden for the first time right before uh, lockdown happened. And it yeah. was awesome. It was a bucket list thing. I never got to see them, but I would oh, still wow. love to see them like in London or something with that crowd. I'm sure that would just be just amazing experience. Yeah, I remember I like I, I the first time I saw Iron Maiden was during the Brave New World tour when they reunited with uh, Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith, and I don't think I've missed any show after that. So I've been like, it is funny about Iron Maiden, right? Like when I first started going to their shows, I was one of the young guys, right? A bunch of old dudes were there. Now I'm the old guy, yeah. you know, <laughs> because Iron Maiden. What they what's great about them is they keep releasing new albums and they keep refreshing their fan base. So it's always a bunch of kids there, right? On the flip side, right? And I know you love them because you wear their shirts. I fucking love Tool. Tool is one of my right. favorite bands of all time, right? They hadn't released an album for 15 years, right? So when they finally released a new album, I went to go see. I think I saw them like three times. We, Me and my boy, we love Tool. We're like, yo, okay, they're playing like in the Tri-State or we're going. And it's like, huh, look at the fans are the same age as us. What, yeah. what, you know, <laughs> my friend specifically, he went to, to the store to buy the album. And he's, you know, he's online. He's like, man, look at all these old bastards getting tool. And then he's like, oh, shit. I'm one right. of those old bastards. Yeah, I said that, like, basically when friends were like, hey, how come you don't come to the bar anymore? I'm like, remember those old people at the bar used to make fun of us? Yeah, that, that's us now. That's us. That's why I don't go to the bar anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right no, right what I do is I go, and it's funny because I never thought I'd had a watering hole. I actually have, have had one for uh, like seven years, a barcade. And it's like a mix of what I like. It's like you got our arcade cabinets behind me, right? I got the bar and then they're blasting hard rock. I'm like, this is great, you know? Um, but it's, it's a good mixed crowd. At least I don't feel like the old guy, you know? So, which is good. But yeah, there are some things you got to kind of give up like heavy drinking. I'm Dominican. So I got down when I was younger, you know, and you're a Texan. So I know you got down too. I like, got I, Irish roots, yeah. buddy. I yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Forget yeah. About it. yeah. 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 It's it ridiculous. Right. So I'm 43 now. So I'm like, I drink like just, I only drink like maybe every couple of months and I don't even go that hard because I, I I like sleeping, <laughs> you know. I enjoy resting nowadays. Mm. It's not like when I was in my twenties, just you know, going to fucking metal concerts all the time. Because in New York, there was a concert like every weekend, basically. Just just destroying. Man, if I went to a metal concert now, I'd probably blow an ACL. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Dude, I mean, we saw, I, we saw yeah. Iron Maiden. We were uh, you know, we were in the we were up in the up on the lawn in the woodlands here in Texas. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, yeah, there's there's no mosh pits or stuff for me at this age. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you wouldn't do that stuff. But even now, man, like till this day, like if it's silent, I always hear. I blew my fucking ears, man, because I was just like, I didn't care. I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying the music. You know, I go to school the next day all fucked up. I couldn't hear nothing. You know, what's the I, loudest I, concert you think you've ever heard? Because mine will actually surprise you. Okay. Uh, I, this is probably not going to surprise a lot of people. Anytime I saw Slayer, I was like, okay, here we go. Like my, my ears would just be shot to hell. Uh, quick thing before, before you go on. I remember one of my friends, we brought him to his first Slayer concert, right? And he like idiot. He goes right into the pit at the, at the beginning <laughs> of the show before the before Slayer even got on. Right? He I forgot who was opening from. He got fucked up. They had, they had to take him away. Like he was bleeding and everything. Right? And then we didn't see him in school for a week. I'm like, oh shit, is, is this guy all <laughs> <Did he> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then when he comes back, the biggest metalhead ever. You know, he got converted by by fire that night. <laughs> um, but but anyway, who was the lot of uh, show? ACDC. 
I can believe that. I can believe that. And I was like, I don't know if it was the the guitars or if it was the cannons during for those about to rock at the end. But I was fucking deaf. And I think the second loudest, believe it or not, was Kiss. Oh, nice, nice. Those are Kiss because they have Pyro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I those are two bands I've never seen live, but I've always wanted to. I love those bands. They're they're just great. And it's funny about Kiss. Funny story about them. I didn't really get into them until late. I got into them in a weird way because I like their '80s stuff, right? But then when I try to hear their '70s stuff, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the fake paint and everything. I'm like, I'm expecting them to sound like Children of Bodom, and they're not, (laughs) and it's weird, you know. And I'm just listening to the music, like this is weird. But then I remember uh, they released like. like they had a box set of all their old uh, concerts from the seventies and stuff, right? And VH1 was playing them, and I watched them. Like, oh shit, I get it now. Yeah. This is so cool. You know, th- th- that's that's a show. You know, it's one of those. Even if you don't really like their albums, you should see them live because they're just incredible. Even still now, I mean, I mean, yeah. they're fucking like what's in their sixties, and they're still yeah. kick ass live. You know? Yeah, no, I, I like them, but but it is funny about me, like kiss and like acdc to me that's the softest stuff i listen to right right you know, before that I'm like, eh. like don't get me wrong i i really like led zeppelin but i have to be in a specific mood to listen to them sure, you sure. know because I, I you know i want to be kicked in the face you know but so i like that pink floyd is really quiet i like if i'm in a certain mood i can listen to just the you know atmosphere well, see, and all the, the good thing is is like there, there's a there's a metal counterpart to everything i yeah. think like people are like oh i like pink floyd but it's too metal i'm like well then listen to mastodon that's heavy metal pink floyd. yeah Perfect there you go you know? so there's i feel like there's there, there's definitely gene simmons is 73 Jesus, that means, I, that means I'm getting older. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember when they were old when I was in high school and they reunited. Shit. All right. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you know this. It's, it's a fun story. That's the reason why Frank Miller created the Dark Knight Returns because he was like, wait a minute. I'm older than Batman now. No, no, I can't have that. So he wrote a story about an old ass Batman. Old Batman. But now he is older than that Batman. <laughs> Time gets us, Mike. Time gets us. Father time is undefeated. Really, really is. So anything you want to talk about before we run? Anything we haven't talked uh, about yet? You want to talk about anything at yeah, all? We, yeah. Um, actually, what what I want to ask you, what are some games that you liked growing up? Like, or what were what was the game or the system that really like made you go, you know what? Gaming is it. I love this. Uh, stuff. I mean, you're Gen Xer. It was all about the original NES, right? This original yes, Nintendo, yes. I think, is what I what I cut my teeth on, honestly. And I think that was when I just, I just grew to love Zelda. Zelda has been my favorite gaming franchise ever. Every time I think I'm fucking done with Nintendo, they're just never going to learn. They keep making the same mistakes over and over. And then they're like, Oh, Hey, here's a new Zelda game. I'm like, God damn, I'm going to go be right back. I got to go buy the whole, the whole new Nintendo console to play Zelda on it. And I've kind of passed it to my kid now to where we play like all the Zelda stuff together. And in fact, we just got the, uh, what the remaster of Skyward Sword, on the switch and that famously is the only zelda game i never finished because i hated the motion controls on the wii yeah they're like oh well, you can play with the controller now i'm like okay great that's great they fixed the only problem i have with that game three even harder three even harder because oh, you have to, really you have, to, you have to use like the right analog stick and kind of like flick it in that direction to make link swing the mm. sword that way it's fucking hard man <laughs> so yeah so that it's, sounds like, hard. It, it's one of those games where you you had to get really really technical to beat like bosses and stuff i'm like dude we're getting our asses kicked by like regular goblins and shit on it right now so we're going to practice with that one a little bit but yeah it's always been zelda because of i think of that very first zelda game on the nes with the gold cartridge which was just like yeah, a yeah, yeah. time and it's it's and that's like that's why i like breath of the wild because it made me remind me of that where it just drops you in a world and says figure it out 
I think that's why I liked Breath of the Wild, because it kind of did that, just like the original Zelda did, where it's just like, here, here you go, figure it out. Here's a sword. Drop you in the forest. Have fun. You know, that's what I yeah, need yeah. out of my Zelda games. So, yeah. You didn't get bothered by the, the I call it the weapon fragility. You didn't get bothered. That's what killed it for me, man. Uh, I, I, I beat the game. Don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't, I hated how like I whack somebody three times and my sword breaks. I'm like, come on. Here's the thing. This? When we first played that, people don't remember this now. That came out like the same week as, uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, yes, it did. And uh, I, I played Breath of the Wild first because I'm a Zelda guy, and I got so annoyed with it. I was like, "Fuck this!" Because it was so hard. It was, yeah. I was just dying nonstop. And I said, "Forget it." And so I, I played. Then I played a Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'm like, "Hey, you know what? This has a challenge, but I don't feel like it's impossible." And then I was like, "All right, well, it is a new Zelda game. I, I'm going to buckle down and figure out what to do." And then I realized, oh. Well, just don't go to that area where it's impossibly fucking hard. Maybe try to explore a little bit. And that's when I got a little more used to it. But yeah, the, the weapons breaking did get annoying. But I think after a while, you just, you know, got used to it, I think. Yeah, I, I literally went around enemies. I'm like, no, I'm going to preserve my swords. I'm not fighting nobody. It got better when I got the um, the Master Sword or whatever it's called. Um, that that was kind of cool. But it's funny with me. I played Horizon uh, for, uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn first. And that was the game I had kind of been waiting for that generation because that generation was kind of disappointed me. Right. Um, and the game just ticked all the boxes, right? Then I played Zelda on Switch. And I'm like, oh, what's up with these graphics? <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> after playing Horizon, you know? Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to like it more because I think the, the optional dungeons were so imaginative. You know, the, the puzzles, they were so cool. But yeah, the, the weapon of fragility, I got that from Jim Sterling, by the way. I didn't come up with that term. Uh, it's just really, it's, it's weapon degradation, I think it's called. Yeah. But that that really uh your shit breaks and buffets were basically made out of glass in that game yeah yeah and I, <laughs> I was like no wonder you guys lost again and you know it's like your weapons kept breaking that's why you couldn't win you know you say before this is a perfect yeah. topic to go out on here mm -hmm. you said you felt like that generation was kind of a disappointment before that uh i think with that and then god of war i felt like it, it did recover a little bit but i said the same thing and i'll say it about this generation so i was like here i feel like back-to-back -back generations when your biggest releases are remakes, something's wrong. Something's broken. So people talk about, oh, they've got no creativity in Hollywood anymore. All they're doing is remakes and reboots. Well, same shit's going on with video games, in my opinion. No, you're right. And again, I just find it eerie how these two industries are mimicking each other. It's the same thing. I, I, I've been complaining about this current generation since before it began because the games they announced were, like you said, they were remakes or they were cross-gen games. I'm like, why am I going to spend $500 on a console if I could just play the same game on my PS4? It doesn't make any sense. And even now, I'm still waiting for this generation to start. Uh, yeah, when, it was, when it was coming out, I told everybody, I did my I do my weekly videos where I just talk about what's going on in the world at the end. And it was the release week of PS5 and whatever the new Xbox is called. That, that shit yeah. is so confusing, by the way. Can you just name your systems right, Xbox? Anyway. And I was like, are you guys excited and ready to not be able to buy it? And here we are, what, three years later, it's still fucking hard to find these things. So it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, why are you excited? What's coming out for it that you got to have besides saying, I got a PS5? What's exciting about it? Yeah, you're right. Because all of last year, they no, they didn't release any actual current gen games, right? Because at least the first year, you had a couple, right? Um, you had... Um, uh, Ratchet and Clank, right? Uh, and Returnal on PS5. Xbox hasn't still hasn't gotten any fucking like like uh, exclusives at all. Oh, uh, Xbox is doing it the right way. They're just buying everybody. They're just buying everybody. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That I've always said this on my podcast. That is their greatest exclusive of all. Money, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, no, it, it's just sad. Like, and you're right. It, last generation, it kind of started because remember, you know, back in our day, there was a clear delineation between generations. You know, it's like when you went from like, you know, a Nintendo Super Nintendo, like, okay, this is on a whole other level. Yeah. This, we, yeah. And then, you know, N64, PS1, like you, you always saw this stuff. But starting with the PS3 and PS4 crossover, like, wait a minute, hold on. I've not seen these graphical jumps. I think H the move to HD was probably the biggest jump we've had in recent memory, right? Remember, you had the PS2 era, then we went to the PS3 era or Xbox 360. That was the dominant system in America. It's like, oh shit, look at these games. They're widescreen, they they look crisp and nice and stuff. Uh, but now we're kind of getting diminishing returns when it comes to, to graphics, but also we're also getting diminishing returns when it comes to gameplay because these companies, just like movies, they want to play it safe. They want to know, okay, we're going to put money on a safe commodity. We're not going to try to rock the boat. And now we're just getting these like same kind of AAA games. And then you have the, the indie stuff, which is doing innovative things. But those graphics look like, you know, I don't care for that stuff. And that's and why I, I had I, no problem switching to the PC Master Race. There you <laughs> I go. Had no yeah. problem with it because it was like, are exclusives really the only reason I'm still playing consoles? I was like, eh, no, I think I, I mean, what, here's another thing I, I, I can't stand about this. This is my mm -hmm. biggest gripe about current consoles. Can I just put the game in and fucking play it? Yes. I don't need to sign in. I don't want to do any of this fucking updates. And I, I put my system on the idle thing. So it'll do the updates automatically, but I still have to confirm. So yeah. then I still, I'm like, okay, great. I've got two hours. Wait, I got to do an update. It's going to take an hour and 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck it. I put on Steam, shit plays within like a fucking second. That's it. So, yeah. That's why I just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I hate that. It's like, you're right. You have a limited time. We all do. We're adults. And this feature is supposed to just download all these updates in the background. Never does it. So, yeah, it, it's, it sucks. It sucks. You set time aside and then you just got to wait like three hours for the shit to download. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Fix your shit, consoles. So that's <laughs> why I said I think Nintendo will be the only one that I still keep buying as I, I go. I mean, look, everything on uh, Xbox is cross-play now. I have yeah. no need to buy an Xbox console anymore. I can play it on my PC. Yeah, I don't have an Xbox, so I, I don't need no a PC. I'm good, yeah. So, but I was like, you know, PS5 has still has had nothing. Because, because they still have, I mean, like I want a new God of War. I wanted Horizon Zero Dawn for Ben West. They put both of those on PS4. I'm fine, yeah. you know. So I don't, I don't, I don't need to, to go buy that new console, even if I could find it. And <laughs> what's what's the point? What's the point? I mean, it's, I, is the graphical jump or the performance really worth me paying six hundred dollars to pay to play God of War on the PS5 as opposed to playing on the PS4? I don't think so. No, no. I again, I own a PS5. I'll be the first person to tell people don't buy this thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy it you don't need to you're good with your ps4 or xbox one you know or pc all right so i feel like this is way too short uh i feel like we could probably talk for at least a couple more hours at least but uh probably I, I yeah have a prior commitment so I, I better go ahead and run off here but I, I gotta say hey we should do this again because uh like i said so there's, there's still plenty of ground that we didn't cover i mean we haven't even like begun to gripe about the tv shows yet you know i mean there's there's so much stuff we haven't crossed yet like uh, everything that sucks on tv right now we haven't even got into that yeah yeah we'll get into that next time because i definitely want to collaborate this was a lot of fun it's just because again i'm just so busy talking about like games and, and 
hardware or whatever. It's just nice to just talk about other things, other things I really right. enjoy that, you know, don't make me money, but I just do for my enjoyment. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels this way about how horrible some of the shit is. Well, now. whenever I would try to do this yeah. stuff on my book channel, people would basically give me a stay in your lane. And I understood. I understood. Yeah. You're here for the book stuff. You don't want to hear what I think about the fucking new Elvis movie. I get that, even though that's yeah. one of my most viewed videos. Anyway, someone <laughs> wanted to hear it, but I, I got it. And I say, that's how I'm going to make this second channel. So if I want to do something like this, go live, talk about whatever, just complain about whatever the news is. Yeah. I no, I that. think it's smart. I think it's smart. I, by the way, just for the record, I enjoyed that other stuff you were doing on your channel. Like I, I want to read, I want to hear your, your thoughts on, you know, movies or whatever, but I understand, you know, you're, you're, you're a certain brand or whatever. Um, by the way, just, you know, before we end, cause I'm just curious, like, so for you, this is just like purely for fun, right? You don't have like any aspirations of being like, you know, like a big time influencer leaving your day job for this stuff. No, no. I, I was I was telling this to Murphy the other night is that uh, doing this on YouTube is never going to pay as well or offer benefits or pension, all that stuff yeah. for the you know, actual day job that I have. It'll never, ever cross that. And it's just something that I, I want to keep fun. If I started treating it like a job, I wouldn't be having fun with it anymore. And, you know, people think when I when I complain about like the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm stuff, like, that's just because I'm a, a numbers guy. I'm a data analysis. Yeah. So I, I, I obviously I, I pay attention to stuff like that. It doesn't mean I'm not having fun. I mean, it's still why I'm doing it. You know, so this is a this is book money for me. You know, this isn't Absolutely. this is a quicker job money. You know, that's what people don't realize is that we don't make very much money off you. You're. If you're one of those uh, those those beauty people who do like the makeup and all that stuff, and every video you put out gets like two million views, yeah, that might be quit your job money. But uh, I, I'm lucky to break uh, you know three thousand views on a video. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. good. You know, yeah, because it keeps it more pure that way. Because you're not just purely driven to like you know you know put you know food on the table with this shit. Right. So that, no, that that's good to know. I don't ever want to count on this for for, no. for revenue. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't really work that well. Well, my man, thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, uh, I do this every other Friday or so, whatever. So you're always welcome to hop in whenever you want. It's a, it's an open invitation anytime. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely make sure to do that. Um, and for you guys who've been joining us, and you're going to give a shout out to everybody in the chat right now. You guys are awesome. Um, if you want to see some of my rantings on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at Romudeth, R-O-M-U-D-E-T-H. My bio, there's links to everywhere you can find me i write for tom's guide i also host the throwdown show podcast uh twice a week a video game podcast thursday 10 30 p.m eastern sunday 10 30 p.m eastern thursdays when we just do regular gaming news and sunday is where we answer fan questions uh we're about to hit 400 episodes 425 episodes for each of those we've been doing this for like 10 years it's crazy you know so it, it, it i do that i don't make any money off the shit i remember i got my like a check from youtube like last week i'm like oh shit look at that I, they, they, you know, they gave me like a hundred dollars, you know, um, Twitch actually pays a little bit better, but I can't live off of that either. I, I, I get like, cause on Twitch, cause that's where I, I stream, uh, you know, you know what bits are this people just throwing pennies at you or whatever, but that shit adds up. So, um, well, I know a lot of my is, gamer friends yeah. left YouTube to go do Twitch because YouTube takes so much off the top for uh super chat and then thanks and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I upload my videos to YouTube just to have a place for them. Um, but I, I stopped live streaming on there because 2017, I'll, I'll end it on this. That was the best year for my podcast and the worst, right? Right before adpocalypse happened, like we were blowing up. We were getting like 7,000, 8,000 like views and stuff. It was great. And then after apocalypse, true, no recommendations wow. anymore. So I, just like you, I'm not going to use this. Like, I'm not going to rely on this for like my, you know, my life. Like I'll just do this for fun and just leave it at that. But yeah, check out, um, check me out on Twitter and, uh, youtube and twitch and uh 
keep the conversation going, but just be civil because I will block your ass. Yeah, definitely so, follow him on Twitter, guys. It's a but don't but, but you know if you get your feelings hurt very easily, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't do that. But uh, I love I love your Twitter account. I think it's it's great, it's refreshing. And when you first followed, I was like, oh, who's this guy who's like blasting The Last of Us? Because I feel like I'm the only other one who's like yeah. saying that I don't think this is going to be very good. So, uh, yeah, it's a great, great follow. And uh, I'm glad we got to make this happen. And uh, we'll definitely do it again. Of course. All right. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you uh, 